How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 26 of the Absent Minded Podcast. Being recorded on, is this right? November 26th? Did I write the right uh, day? I wrote, yeah, it, I wrote it down. Wow. That's the right day. Today is November wow. 26th. I did not expect that. Still said the 19th. That was so. Okay, nice, yeah, I was like, nice I surprise. I didn't write that. 26th episode on the 26th. Yeah. Oh, oh well, I didn't even put that together. I was just thinking, it's just really close yep. to Thanksgiving. That's Thanksgiving all. week. You're, you're yeah. right. This will never happen again. We will never record an episode on that the, matches the day. You don't know that. that. Well, after we're past episode 31, it's, it won't yeah. match the number of a day in a month. We've still got Do like, you know something I don't know? No, we've still got a, what, how many chances? Five, five day chances? <laughs> That's not going to happen. You're right. Yeah. I don't, oh, I see what you're saying. But no, it's, it's it impossible. No, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, impossible. it's not. We're not. I'm very tired today. <laughs> we are not, in fact, recording episode 27 on tomorrow. You know what? I'm gonna just, we're just going to skip past that. You're just like broken Travis. I, yeah. That was, we're uh, not even through the intro yet. I'm going to have some more Coke Zero. Uh, my name is Travis Stockton at Ray Charles Art. I will be hosting you all today, the beautiful listeners that, that are listening to the show. Uh, with me, as always, to my immediate right is Ethan Newbolt. Hey, guys. How's it going? At Souls Bjorn. And to my immediate, the opposite of right, Andrew Crandall. <laughs> this is going to be a silly episode. At Andrew Loves Video Games. 10 out of 10 already. <laughs> 10 out of 10, indeed. This is going to be our best rated episode. Probably. Yes. I would not be surprised. We got some uh, big pieces of news. That's a lie. No, don't. I don't lie when I lie to you guys. I don't know why I lied to you right now. We do not. It's a very light news week. I was kind of surprised. Worked out because, like I said, I am exhausted. I've had a weird sleep schedule. My Xbox died a couple days ago. Yeah. For the second time. Wait, this is the second time? Yeah, mm-hmm. because remember October 22nd. I remember. Was the day that, it, the that day. it crashed. Oh, I remember the day because I had I looked up my previous case number. Because oh. I was like, I wanted to let them know what day I had come in for this uh-huh. problem before. Right. And it was literally a, a month later. So November 22nd, my Xbox died again. <laughs> I told the story of what happened previously when I was playing Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Yeah. And this time, a similar thing happened where it just started running kind of sluggishly. And I turned it on and like tried to sign into Xbox Live. It said, oh, you can't do that. But... Try again. It should work. And they just had like an infinite loading thing. So I was like, okay, turn the Xbox off, <laughs> turn it off. And it won't even shut down completely. Fuck. And it's just like a gray screen. And I force shut it down, turn it back on. Same gray screen. Sounds like it's doing <laughs> nothing. Yeah. And tried a couple times. Let it sit for a little while. Left it alone. I'm like this fucking thing. So I, yeah, I look at my old case number. October 22nd. I was up there. It was the November 22nd that it died again. <laughs> Told him that in my little what's wrong with your Xbox right. thing and I'll drove up to the Microsoft store. This goddamn thing one month ago. And then sure enough, they hook it up at their thing on at Microsoft store and it turns right on. <laughs> like nothing's fucking wrong. So my Xbox is just cursed. And you saw them do that, right? No, it took it in the back. But okay, so the guy I got this time, way more of a straight shooter. Because he's looking at my my case notes uh-huh. from the previous time I came in. He's like, oh, that system error usually means the internal hard drive's dying. I was like, that's what I read everything online this was saying. I knew what he was but talking about. But this other dude was like, no, it's a corrupt system software update. He's like, I got to know what he's talking about. And <laughs> he's like, it's probably the hard drive dying. We can do an out of warranty swap for 250 Oof. If you want to just yeah, we can give a you a refurbishment there. Well, because of the Microsoft store, they don't have the equipment to actually do a hard drive swap in store. Okay. So if, if I like shipped it off to Microsoft, they might be able to give me like a more specific 
price, but in, in the store, the best they can do is swap it for a refurbished unit. Sure. Which is fair. It's whatever. I get it. But yeah, he's like, that just seems odd, but okay. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing, too, is this Xbox is only like a year and five months old, and of course, Fuck. it's only a one-year warranty. Right. But Fuck you, Xbox. He was straight up just Bitches. like, if you feel comfortable with it, you could just replace the hard drive yourself. Hmm. I was like, yeah, I knew that was an option, but and but and but I, you were I was worried curious about, what that what you were the cost about your warranty and stuff, right? If no, you could because get it done for like I knew it was already out of warranty. Oh, okay. I it, it's more I would if it was only a hundred fifty to do that mm-hmm. swap or even two hundred, just because it's a lot harder to tear down an Xbox than it is a PS4. Mm-hmm. Like the hard drive swap on PS4 is you open a tab, plug in a new drive. Plug in a, a flash drive, and then boom, you can upgrade your hard yeah. drive yourself. Good for you, Sony. On Xbox, <laughs> you have to tear down this whole fucking thing. Why? Jesus Christ! You, it's like it's and it's this like is in for a computer. The, this is for like uh, an SSD, right? For your I swapped in a solid state drive because I figured if I was going to do but, this, but replace you my are talking well. about your hard drive, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the old like the Xbox 360, it was just on top, right? Like it was a simple. Yeah, but even then, yep. remember, you couldn't buy like your own aftermarket drive. You had to buy the, the Xbox, Xbox 360 oh. official drive from mm-hmm. them. Never mind. Then. And then if you tried to open that little thing up and replace your own drive, mm-hmm. they would actually ban your console if they detected that you were using a non-stock f- drive. <laughs> yeah, Fuck, dude. Uh, they don't do that anymore on here, but it was still again. Well, what, I was Sony up to, used like, to do something like that, too, or if you like broke the 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 seal or something on the back, like. You but can't that was say, an you older, avoid the warranty. That was for older no, ones. No, I think it? still on the PlayStation, if you t- there's certain stickers if you take off, it avoids your warranty. Oh. Well, they actually that's illegal now in the U.S. Oh, yeah, really? I thought they got okay. rid of that. They said whole all thing. that was yeah, void yeah, now. Yeah. Um, that you're allowed to. It, it, but the they changed it law. recently. But um, as far as the hard drive though, Sony has always allowed you to change oh, your hard drive. Okay. It's even back I, to the PS2 days. No shit. Never, yeah, because that was that little back bay. If you had the network adapter, oh yeah, pop in your hard drive, and then that's something I was never comfortable doing. Yeah, and on PlayStation Three, every model it's the same thing. It's just a little tab and you pull out the bay and it and they allow you to do it like i said they put the system software online for you to download and do this exact thing they even have guides for it so that was a pain in the ass and then it also led to my computer dying in the process of trying to fix the xbox but that's a whole other story for another day go find that at travis's blog guys how how was your week yeah, maybe Instagram. Pretty we'll boring. Be documenting some of it. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I dove well into to Star Wars and just just fucking barreled through that. Yeah, you said you finished Fallen Order, right? Yeah, just got. I was trying to get as much done on every single planet before I could finish it, which I do with most games. I try to get as many trophies and as much done with a game. Do you think you're gonna platinum it? it? There's not much in the game to bring me back into it that I haven't already done. Yeah. Do you know how many trophies you have till you would platinum? I think it's literally like four or five. Uh Like it's just the collectible ones that are harder to get. Like, I think one trophy I was mad that I missed was scan every enemy. Uh Cause like every time I'd kill a new thing, I would wait for BB to be like, yeah, Yeah. I want to scan that. And I'd be like, all right, go do your thing, man. But I didn't get that trophy, so I'm wondering Where's what the enemy, enemy I could have missed. missed. Yeah. Did you get the trophy for the four yes. mythical things yep. or whatever? You mm-hmm. got that? Got that. And I'm and I'm pretty sure I scanned them when I was done. Yeah, you probably did. But th- I think there's a couple of enemies you have to go out of your way probably. to find. Yeah. And then I think there's an extra hidden bounty hunter somewhere as well. Because oh. I got the, the bounty hunter trophy where you yeah. fight every type of bounty hunter. I got that one. Yeah. Which, mm. That one shocked me because I thought I had to do a lot more for that. But just a couple like get all no, the... No, I got that one pretty relatively easy. Getting all the holocrons, getting all of BB-8's... Or yeah, all the holocron for BB-8 and then all the echoes and stuff. I think that was like the ones that I really missed. And then I can't get the terrarium one to unlock even though I have all the seeds. I just have to... I don't know. But 
It's maybe they have to like grow to a certain size. They do, or? and I like I told Travis, I he's can't. having trouble progressing the end game clock because I'm at the, the end game. Like I played right. the last mission, mm-hmm. so I can't go to a new mission start point, which I think is what was progressing them the fastest. Okay, so it's just like in this stasis of like middle size, and I can't get it to progress. No matter what <laughs> I try to like- do. Go into a planet, stand yes. there, and then just like turning off the TV. And, and like, uh, yeah, and just coming coming back I'll, the next day. <laughs> I'll gone there, like meditated away from the ship to try to get a little yeah. distance. Yeah. Then I'll play WoW for like a half hour, an hour, come back, go back to the ship, meditate. It's still this like same. I'm like, what the fuck do I have to do? There's got to be a guide. That I look up. I'm tip. like terrarium guide, and nobody's really looked into yeah. it. So, but it's still a fun game. I'm Tweet glad I finished respawn. it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I finished. I assume if it's like something that enough people are dealing with they'll patch it eventually i think they just released a new patch today mm-hmm. that like fixed the whole double jump soft lock from dothamir so oh, yeah I so there's that. a point where before you get the double jump you know that gap you can't make on Dothamir. yeah there's a way to do it really but if you went over there and you meditated on the other side there's no way to get back without oh, double jump. Okay. yeah so you eventually soft locked your game and you yeah but they fixed it apparently I don't know what they did, but still go play Fallen Order. It's fun. What about you, Drew? Uh, so I beat The Outer Worlds and beat After Party this week. Outer Worlds was great. So this past Sunday, all of us went over to our buddy Chris's house and he made burgers and we went watch Watchmen. And before there were some good ass burgers, they were fucking delicious. <laughs> Pretzel buns. Uh, before we started uh, eating and watching, Chris was talking about how he didn't find a lot to do in the game. You know, mm-hmm. he said he just kind of like main quested it you know, in a few hours, but I felt the exact opposite, man. I put like 30 hours into that game because, you know, as a fallout game or anything like that with the companions, you can do their companion quests. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with Pavardi. Fuck Pavardi. <laughs> no, dude, she's awesome. I loved her character. She was so sweet and innocent. And then like her, I guess, spoiler alert, her character quest is like one of the people on the groundbreaker you meet is the engineer of the ship. And she like, is like really into her and you help her like go try and get her to go date this woman and everything like that. And it was just like, it was really wholesome, you know, Mm. it's really cool. But also I think the reason he didn't really find many options or variety in it's because he took the path of the corporation. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's not really going to give you much variety in how to solve situations. You're just going to listen to what they tell you to do. And capitalist fuck. (laughs) But I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's honestly my game of the year right now. Really? Yes. Damn. I enjoyed it that much. But After Party 2 was, or not After Party 2, but After Party also was amazing. It wasn't quite what I expected because, you know, the whole the whole premise of the game is, you know, uh, out drink Satan to, you know, get a second chance at life. But I expected to play a lot more of like actual drinking games. But I think I only played two drinking games the entire time. It was really like past night school games. It's very story driven. And, yeah. and the only like drinking aspect of it was that like the different drinks that you can get change your personality mm-hmm. and like give you different speech options. There was one a couple nights ago, like I posted in our Slack, one of the drinks was like acid. It's literally yeah. acid. You're drinking acid. <laughs> I didn't go with that one, but I went with another one that was a pirate theme drink. So like you just talk like a pirate. Talk like a pirate. Yar. And it's yeah, it's really funny one point in the story it's going through a serious moment but the whole time i'm just like talking like a pirate and ruining the whole thing but in the way that it ends too it has a nice twist that i wasn't expecting don't spoil that one for me no 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 no, i'm not but i would say i highly recommend it 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 was really good yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's one i wish it was on pc game pass i'm still kind of surprised that that one hasn't come 
to that side yeah, yet. Yeah, because Oxen Freeze on there as yeah, well. Yeah, it's on there. And then also, I don't think After Party got any X enhancements. Like, it, I think it's only running at 1080p, even on Xbox One X. Yeah. I can even tell in your stream that it was kind of kind of aliased, a little jaggy. Oh, oh, yeah, it definitely was. And it also, it had some frame rate issues during like... Which is odd because it's kind of a simple game. I know, I'm, right? I was really surprised, but that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, I don't know if it's because of the engine or because I think it's Unity-based and Unity can always be kind of weird. But yeah, it's like whenever you were traveling between like these islands and hell, that's whenever it would get the laggiest because it's not like just a loading screen, your cab driver that drives you around, you know, you're having conversations and everything as well. But yeah, good. I enjoyed it. Definitely want to check out those. I still have not found any more time to play Death Stranding. I had a weird week. I don't think I played any games except for PC Builder. Ten minutes of Minute. <laughs> I downloaded Minute when I got my what is that PC again? refreshed. It's almost like an overtop Zelda, but is very it, is, simple is this art the style. Game where it's like a gimmick, where it's like you only have a minute. Each yeah, you time. literally are alive for a minute. Right. You still make progress by like if you like find a sword, you, you start get, off with a sword you when you come back to your life. Your and, key oh, items okay. and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And it's a Devolver digital game. It's kind of, of funny so far, but literally I've. I died maybe 10 times. So I played four or 10 minutes. I think mm. it didn't get all that far, but I, I definitely want to play around with it some more, but it's an interesting concept. I've seen a little bit of it. It looks really cute. Yeah. yeah. Aren't you like a little bunny character kind of looking? I can't tell what the fuck yeah. you are. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's very like scaled down. I almost got my mountain. Wow. I'm like, oh really yeah. Excited about that. That's a hundred gold that I made myself, which is not that easy to have <laughs> by 40. So I'm excited. Fucking World of Warcraft. Well, for the last, what the last time we played every time I played and got to the point where I got a mount, Somebody, I think, bought it for me. Like, Matt, every time, I think, kind of yeah. just bought our mounts because he was rolling in it. And this time, I made it all by myself. And now I can't stop playing because, like, <laughs> I've gotten to 40. That's basically the halfway point. I have to keep going. Is the level cap still 60 <laughs> yes. in that one? Yes. Yeah. Wow, so stupid. Anyway. No, you definitely should be playing 14 if you have a, if you have the option. I do. It's God, the better, it's the not better game. time in the day. It's the better game. I want to play 14 so bad. Why aren't you playing 14? Because this is one of those like old school, like baby Ethan things that I have to get out of my head. There's like Ethan's, I can Ethan's high on nostalgia. It's like video game midlife crisis. Yeah, basically. like it's something I never got to complete when I was like in my teenage years. And it's just one of those. I just uh, have so to. Are you just trying to like get to 60? Yes, I want to get to 60. I want to do Molten Core, the raid, like Molten Core and Anixia. And then I'll, I can be done. I can walk away with a clear <laughs> conscience, a full bucket you list. Hurry up, man. You're going to miss it. They're going to update it and something's going to change. And it's going to be in like pre BC. No, I don't have to worry about the next raid until at least next year. So I've got some time. Yeah. Well, guys, as you know, you're listening to the Absolute Mind Podcast. If you want to, you can go over to AbsentMindedPodcast.com and you can find all of our other previous episodes of the main show and our side series, Absent-Minded Watches, where I believe this Saturday, by the way, Drew, it's happening Saturday, we're going to watch Alone in the Dark yes. with Christian Slater. Uh, is he fucking in that? And Tara Reid. Hell yeah. Holy, what? And uh, fuck, somebody what's the else other he, guy? Somebody else he said. He's in True Detective Season 3, something Dorf, Stephen Dorf. I think that's his name. I don't know. He's really in true detective season three and I haven't seen him in anything else. I can't remember. You you might recognize him, but uh, yeah, you can catch that on all of your favorite podcast platforms. I'm looking forward to this so, now. Of I, choice. I was too, when I heard Tara Reid, I was like, fuck yeah. Dude. You, it's like a one on IMDb, I think. Oh, really? Like a 2% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, fuck. It's bad. It's a, it's another Yule Bowl joint. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, but while you're on AbsentMindPodcast.com, if you want, you can leave us a voice message, a question, a topic of discussion, <laughs> uh, any burning questions that you need answered on the show. 
And you could also donate one dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars via the listener support program. What'd you read, buddy? You Stephen Dorff. I was right, right? You're right. I'm gonna let okay. you finish so before I, I yell at this little thing. It's uh, awesome. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and like, subscribe, and share the podcast on all of those platforms. And uh, you know, tell your friends, fans, your friends, <laughs> your family. We made a new friend today, actually. Your loved we, ones. We are not aware of. Well, I am, but I dropped a little hint, hint that we do a podcast while I was playing WoW today. And, oh yeah. Uh, some guy I was in a party with immediately said he went and listened to it and said he enjoyed it. Nice. Ooh, fun. That some guy. I appreciate you for listening. We appreciate you, some guy. While you're listening, make sure you pull up in another tab, iTunes, and leave us a review. That really does help us get in the ears of more people that would also like to hear the show that maybe don't play World of Warcraft with Ethan. So you got to help those people out. Mm-hmm. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Guys. Be better. Actually, well, oh, you was that your whole thing? Or no, you something no, no, about no. Alone in the Dark? So okay, what's up? Steven Dorff uh-huh. was the main villain from Blade. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, Frost okay. or whatever his name was. Victor Frost, I think. Mm-hmm. Fuck yes. Nice. A little factoid. Yeah, he's a really good actor who has not had a lot of really good roles. <laughs> he was in Immortals, too. I, I like that movie. Interesting. I have no idea what that is. It's like one of those Greek god power trip oh, movies. Mm, that makes sense. Guys, I believe it is time for another game of What's the Score? What's the score? We're doing it again. Doing it again because the scores are so good. So good. But sometimes they're bad. Not great. What the score? <laughs> we only have one game. Only one game on came out the this score. week. Well, there's one other, but it's so like not even noteworthy. I just didn't put it in. It's, some, it's another like sniping game. Oh, okay. I think it's 67. Spoilers. It was 67 for the sniping <laughs> game. Lost Ember got released, and you're like a wolf. But you can like. Did you oh, see it? Oh yeah. Well, I think it, you like control animals and like. Yeah, yeah. but you switch mm-hmm. between. Animal it looked to like animals. one of those games that you would really like, Travis. Like, what was that? Feels very Abzu-y. It was like a puzzle. Yeah, it was one of those puzzles, like exploration games. Damn, what is that specific game that I I watched? The Witness. Play? Ooh, I it. love the Witness. That so might be much. it. Is that the one that had like towers that were yeah. like puzzle towers, mm-hmm. super colorful, and yeah, like yeah. all the dot exactly. puzzles yeah, and I stuff? Think, yeah. yeah, you should check it out. I think, and it was only like twenty something dollars. It wasn't like a full price game. All right, I officially have access to the dock. Yeah. (laughs) I've officially written down Shidmu 3. You hacked the dock. (laughs) I have also got the current scores with Ethan at eight points and Andrew at seven. Will Andrew manage to tie it up? Probably not. Probably. Will he get even an extra point maybe and come into the lead? That'd be pretty dope. Or will Drew allow Ethan to remain supreme? In another game of What's the Score? Shinmu 3, available on PC and PlayStation 4 on November 19th, 2019. After 18 years, Shinmu 2 finally gets a sequel developed by Yisnet, published by Deep Silver. The brainchild of award-winning game director Yu Suzuki, Shinmu is commonly known as one of the most ambitious game projects in history. Not anymore. (laughs) Which captured the imagination of players from around the world. Shinmu established the open world format for action RPG games, an awe-inspiring world with an immersive story featuring cinematic sequences, a realistic fighting system, and great. entertaining mini games. Shinmu garnered acclaim and adoration all over the world. Shinmu 3 sees the eagerly anticipated continuation of the epic story-driven saga. Take control of Ryo Hazuki, a teenage martial artist, determined to unravel the mystery behind his Wait, father's he's a murder teenager? and the exact to exact revenge on the killer. <laughs> 
explore a vibrant, colorful world, meet intriguing characters, and endeavor on a cinematic adventure which will take you further into enemy territory and deeper into the mystery of the Phoenix Shenmue's mirror. like 42. At the <laughs> Dude, it's the same voice actors from That's like the English audio yeah. from like back when Shinmu 1 and 2 came out. I'm looking for my father. And they sound just as terrible in like the best way. It, it, it's so God. good. I love these games so much. Like legitimately love Shinmu. I have Shinmu 3 installed on my computer. I just need to actually start it. This is still only covers, I think what they said was supposed to be like chapters six through eight of a 16 chapter story. Are you fucking kidding me? So he, yeah, expect hopefully (laughs) Shinmu four, five, six, and possibly even seven (laughs) in the PS five generation. Eventually. And the graphics still haven't improved. How are we feeling about the top critic average on open critic for Shinmu three? I'm going to go down actually and say 71. Okay. 74. Closest without going over is Ethan right on the money at 71. Don't I get an extra point for that? No, you don't. (laughs) These rules are made Uh, up. They're not made up. I went over the rules. I didn't think about doing extra points. You just get the gratification of being right on the money. Do you want to go for the extra points? Of course I do. What am I, coward? What percentage of critics recommended this game out of 38 reviews? 69. 36%. 36%. Andrew gets a point. <laughs> what? They gave it a solid 71. How did, what? <laughs> that is ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you could never crack the code of the. So, wait, how, the many people, how many people played this game? 38 critics. So, literally, 10 of them said that people should play this. A third of them, basically, right? That's about right. Yeah. It's also like what a 12, the fuck? 12 people. Here we go. From IGN, Kyle Hillard, 5.9 out of 10. Rejoining Ryo Hazuki's quest to avenge his father is exciting, but Shinmu 3 feels like a game that has ignored the innovation and progress of the last 20 years of video game development. Yeah, it looks that's, like yeah, that's what the trailer looks like. like. They're stuck yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. But then we got four out of five stars from Games Radar, six out of 10. From, well, there's uh, the problem. You got five. You got to. Yeah, you got, no, you're rating another, one out of ten and then one yeah. out of five together. It's going to fuck up your shit. 7.5 out of 10 at uh, the games machine. Two out of five stars at Tech Advisor. Yeah, again, that's <laughs> eight but, out of 10 at PlayStation Universe. Eight out of 10 at WCCF Tech. 8.5 out of 10 at Dual Shockers. This is rigged. 6.5 out of 10 at PlayStation Lifestyle. Yeah, so it's what you, you love it or you hate it. Series. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a love it or hate it kind of thing. So that means that Ethan technically holds on to his lead another week with the points now being eight for Andrew and nine for Ethan. Long may he reign. And that is another episode of what's the score in the can. Now, guys, it's time for some news. News. First up, we told you last week that Half-Life Alex was being announced to be revealed last (laughs) Thursday. And we actually got the trailer. It's real. Guys, what did y'all think? I know, Ethan, you just saw the trailer today before we started recording. Drew actually cares about video games, and he watched it as soon as it dropped. Yeah. Uh, How do you guys feel about Half-Life? Alex? Half-Life 4 confirmed? How how do y'all feel about Half-Life in general, I guess? I actually don't know if either of y'all have played any of the Half-Life games. I played played Half-Life 2 on the Orange Box when that was a thing. Orange Box was a great deal. Yeah, it was. It was a PC game back then. Then it was Xbox, Microsoft. I just never... Then it got released everywhere, yeah. Except for Wii. Never got to it. 
It was on PS3. Yeah, but my PS3. Orange Box ran like shit on PS3. My, my PS3, PS3 time was a little was was. Did awkward. it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Half Life Two actually, I think, came out on the first Xbox. It's a really interesting port. Wow. Because it came out in two thousand four. Yeah. On PC. If I have played any of it, it was with you on one of your systems. Yeah. Because I know Half Life One had a PS two port. Oh no shit! Yeah, it also came out on Dreamcast, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't grab it then. Did you happen to play episode one and two on the Orange Box, or did you not get that far? Yes, but I don't really remember them yeah. that much. I remember that it's was the one that introduced the we fucking gravity gun. Yeah, yeah, that one was cool. That was my first introduction into like grabbing shit and just mm-hmm. feeling it so good hitting those actual like game physics. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't really remember much about the story, but I remember I had fun playing through the game whenever I was playing it. So as far as Half-Life goes, I mean, I guess everybody knows the meme of Half-Life 3 win and is it ever coming out? People just kind of give it up on it and then just sort of out of the blue, there'd been a few rumors that Valve had been working on something Half-Life related because we knew they were working on more VR projects. Yeah, but I I, I didn't take those seriously at all. You know? yeah, I mean, I, now it's crazy. I think anybody who hears VR slightly just has this sense of doubt that comes along with it just because of where we are with not not well, like not like a sense of like doom. It's going to yeah. fail, but definitely like, oh, is that, uh, that going to work? Yeah, because so. they did that portal VR thing. It wasn't portal proper, but it was like the portal. um, Just like a couple of missions handpicked for VR or something. No, it's really not like a portal game at all. It's just, it's a, fuck, what's the name of the laboratories in the portal series? Oh, fuck. Uh, Aperture. Aperture Science. Cake Incorporated. It's something like, it's like Aperture Labs (laughs) or whatever. So it's like smaller VR thing. It's not like actually going through portals and stuff. I uh, watched the small developer talk with the people working on Half-Life Oh, Alex. so would you say you were just like standing in a room and you can kind of interact with I don't know. I didn't play the oh, game. Okay. I just know that like they specifically said like, you watch, like we a video thought about making like a portal VR thing, but then the locomotion is already so intense for people sitting like watching a screen, yeah, can you much less strapping it to your head. Somebody making an infinite portal and then jumping through that with the headset on and just yeah. looking insane. down. Yeah. Oh, God. Instant motion sickness yeah. for sure. Right. I definitely bought into the idea that there was going to be something VR related and Half-Life related coming out of Valve just because once they said they were going to release their own VR headset, that kind of made sense to me. Like something like how better to sell your own VR headset than fucking doing something Half-Life related. You wouldn't put, you know, marketing, development, research, all that into your own headset if you didn't have like a specific purpose. And then just sit on your most important IP. Yeah, exactly. Why not do your most important? Because I mean, Half-Life 2... If I remember, it wasn't something that like killed the series. It was something that was well received. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, yeah. yeah. So the only reason Half Life Three has not come out is because it's gotten to the point where they don't think they could ever live up to the standards that people expect from what would be a Half Life Three. Oh really? Are they quoted on saying that? Yeah, basically just that like it's a daunting idea. yeah. Yeah. They just don't know that they could put out a game because it was clearly in development for a long time. Like there were people that were working on Half-Life 3. I think it just it was one of those things like if we're going to do this, it needs to be something unique and something special that we're going to get behind. They didn't want to just be like another Another shooter, another sequel or whatever, but just looks better. Yeah, exactly. Basically, which is what you know you do. But they also, I don't think, wanted to put it out with like a sticker on the box that said, lower your expectations, right, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, the hype just got please too big. Please don't send his death I mean, threats. Yeah. I never expected this to be a Half-Life 3. I don't think really anybody did. But it's cool that this is what we're getting. So it is a prequel to Half-Life 2. And I know you made the joke earlier. You, you were like, oh, but so a sequel to Half-Life 1. 
which kind of is. I mean, I was kind of, I mean, I wasn't like, I was making a joke, but it's at the same time, I'm kind of serious about it too. Well, like, I think it makes more sense to say a prequel to Half-Life 2 because it centers around characters from Half-Life 2. Yeah. There's no Gordon Freeman in this trailer, obviously. Yeah, because Half-Life 2 was the introduction of Alex. Yeah. So you obviously, if the name didn't imply it, you would be playing as Alex in this game. In general, the trailer looks fucking awesome. I think it looks gorgeous. The one thing people were quick to point out is that awesome moment where you move things to the side on the bush shelf and then grab bullets Mm -hmm. and then physically load them into your gun, Mm -hmm. close it, cock it, and then like turn turn and and shoot shoot the guy. It looked really good. That kind of interactivity is going to be really interesting. The developer said that there's a lot of moments like that in the game. Like there was a shot where she's looking through a shelf and there was like a pair of scissors. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, can I pick up them scissors scissors and like stab somebody? somebody Because it kind of looked like I could, you know? I mean, from the way that they're talking about it, it seems like everything in the world is interactive. Can I throw those like uh, and throw right. like, that'd be dope. <laughs> like we said last week, this is a full length game, so they're saying it's gonna be on par with the length of Half Life Two. So that's 15 hours. eight to ten hours Eight's maybe. 10 I think is I think this is a one of those moves that you see a company in the video game industry make where it's just like somebody over there is thinking in the moment, but also for the future. This is a way to bring a whole new generation into Half-Life, a beloved IP, and you can essentially start the IP over after this whole wait that we've had with all the hype. Lower the hype a little bit because everybody knows they're working on something. And eventually, I think, yeah, we'll get probably a Half-Life 3. Oh, no, but no hype has been lowered as far as I can tell, <laughs> as far as the internet but is I concerned. Think, yeah. I think you get, the tra- you get what The I'm trailer s- already has over 10 million views, I sure, think, I saw on YouTube. I meant and- lower the expectation for a Half-Life 3 like as being the next just Half-Life 2. They like the IP enough to keep it going, but not... We're trying to do better than we did last time. No expectations have been lowered. <laughs> the Valve Index, their VR headset, is the number one selling product on Steam right now. You're confusing hype, Damn. lowering, and 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 people are rushing <laughs> out to spend a thousand dollars on Just a VR headset game. and base station and controllers to play Half Life <laughs> Alex. Like, hey man, you <laughs> said you talked about the thing. I, I said, I mean, I thought it's good enough to play. Yeah. Uh, did they give us a release date? Yes, March 2020. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that's, I mean, that's, that's relatively far. soon. Yeah. March is going to be fucking crazy next year mm-hmm. around that time. Holy shit. But yeah. again, this isn't something that like every layman can can play, right? Sure. But it, it, again, it's one of those things where like this is enough to like energize the PC community and the VR to community. like start adopting yeah. VR. Yeah, like I this, think this is a great step forward for everybody. Yeah. This could be this what, is what, what people VR call needs. like yeah. killer apps. Like this might be it. This, <laughs> this is, is the a one renaissance is, of VR. Yeah. Like this when I be... saw that, when I saw that their headset is the number one selling, that means it's selling this thousand dollar headset bundle. <laughs> Is selling more than like any video game on Steam right now. It is the number one best selling product on Steam, which is insane. It is mm. that is a huge. They should throw Alex water, in high like water a mark. bundle with that pre-order. It, no, it is. If you buy uh, the Index VR, it comes with Half Life Alex. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking dope. Yeah, and nice. If, uh, and I think if you even if you own a, mm-hmm. the Index at all, you get it for free. But this. Uh, Dude. The game will run on other headsets too, so you don't have to right, have the right, index. Right, right. You, if you have a Vive like or an a Oculus Quest you can, or something, you can use that as Hats well off to play. To you guys over there, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. This is still Valve, right? Yeah. Good yep. for you guys. And our next piece of news is Valve's Gabe Newell is quoted as saying, We're excited to return to Half Life. 
VR has energized the studio. I finally get to do stuff with Half-Life again. I'm so excited. <laughs> Half-Life Alex has finally been revealed with Valve promising a full-length Half-Life game designed from the ground up for virtual reality. On the reveal, Valve founder Gabe Newell says that VR has energized the studio. An announcement from Valve today, which was uh, on the 21st, so not today, but you know what it is. We're time traveling here. The company's prominent but often spotlight shy founder Gabe Newell <laughs> Painted Half-Life Alex is an important moment for the company. Quote, everyone at Valve is excited to be returning to the world of Half-Life. VR has energized us. We've invested a lot of ourselves into the technology, but we're also game developers at heart, and to be devoting ourselves to a VR game this ambitious is just as exciting. For that to come in the form of Half-Life feels like the culmination of a lot of things we care a lot about. Truly great games, cutting-edge technology, and open platforms. We can't wait for people to experience this. Valve hasn't released a full-length single-player game since 2011's Portal 2. The game will also be the first entry in the Half-Life series in 12 years with the last being Half-Life 2 Episode 2 released in 2007. And that way, Half-Life Alex is a return to form for the company, which has created some of the top single-player games of the past two decades. While it isn't the greatly anticipated conclusion to the trilogy, which is instead set between the original Half-Life and Half-Life 2, the company isn't shying away from the game being a full-blown part of the universe, calling the game a full-length virtual reality entry in the Half-Life universe. Half-Life Alex was designed from the ground up for virtual reality and features all of the hallmarks of classic Half-Life games, world exploration, puzzle solving, visceral combat, and an intricately woven story that connects it with all the characters iconic to the Half-Life universe. Between this and what a lot of developers were saying in the final hours interview that Jeff Keighley put online on YouTube when this trailer dropped, just seems like this is definitely the first step in them, like you kind of said, opening the doors into Half-Life again. And just yeah. maybe it's not Half-Life 3 we get right away. Maybe kind of like a Star Wars thing. We're going to play around in the sure. timeline before yeah. all of this happens. I, I get a lot, even a lot more insight into what he's saying with like his quotes and comments about how, yeah, it's not going to be, you know, the hype that people thought it was going to be with, with three or something, but with this talk about innovation and everything like, and how much time and what he said, like they really put themselves into the technology of the VR to make yeah. it look good. I mean, from that trailer just alone, it shows like mm -hmm. it shows that they really wanted to make this not just, a game that's on VR that this is a full this is v like a next step yeah, yeah. like like you said a full-fledged game in VR like I said it looks it looks like they found a really nice balance between POV and then the VR perspective so well and keep in mind too that like obviously that trailer was formatted sure. to be watched on yes, YouTube it, like it on a, a 2d screen it is a trailer it's so yeah, yeah and there's I, a lot I, of yeah I think it was uh Alex Battaglia at digital farm Digital Foundry, Digital Farmer. Write that down. Alex said that there's like some motion blur and stuff that you wouldn't normally see in like a VR game just because of how high the frame rate mm -hmm. is and stuff. And that like you're I usually because turn motion it's blur so, off anyway. Well, it, I'm just, I'm yeah, kidding. yeah. <laughs> but it's because like the way VR works, it's so close to your yes. eyes already that your eyes add the blur you need right. anyway. And there were certain aspects of the rendering that he was pointing out that made it look more like this is probably something that was not necessarily pre rendered, but just. Again, yeah. scaled in a way so it, it looks good, but exciting stuff. It's definitely, for a lot of people, this is a day that I think a lot of people did not think was coming. <laughs> so yeah. to see it finally here and again, it's just exciting to see Valve making a single-player game. Plenty of people all the time joke about, and myself included, that they don't make games anymore. They make Steam. Yeah. Like, that that's where their money comes from. Why would they want to well, make games anymore? You. But uh, yeah, I mean, the developers... They you look like a bitch. <laughs> the developers in the Final Hours video basically said as much they like we've been making games this whole time it's just there's at valve again they have the benefit of 
having so much cash that if they make something and they decide we don't like this, this isn't they can just scrap this doesn't it represent as well or go yeah, back to the drawing board. They don't have to rush to get a product out the mm. door that they aren't happy with. They can make with. something quality. And they essentially just said that every project failure that ends still has built up to it's influence our success coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've like learned it, from each every, yeah, every single they every time they make a game where they develop a new technology or whatever, it kind of just it goes into the toolbox. They take the good out of him like yeah. well, this works, this other stuff doesn't yeah. work. Let's take that thing that works and we can use that. And yeah. Clearly they've been building the Source 2 engine this whole time. I know that a couple either one or two years ago, Dota moved over to the Source 2 engine, mm-hmm. so that was yeah. that was a big move. Clearly, there are good things to come from Valve. I'm excited about this. We're all excited. Like I said, not just for the Valve and for Half-Life, but for new VR stuff. That just looked like the next step in VR. And this is apparently only one of three VR titles that are in active development at Valve as well. So they have other things cooking. Nice. haven't necessarily said what they are yet. Team Fortress 3 in VR. (laughs) I'd be interested to see, like... VR that necessarily doesn't have shooting in it. That's more like something else in VR we haven't seen yet. Like, yeah, but there, you know, that has its own array of problems. Next up, Phil Spencer's not buying it. The head of Xbox confirmed. Oh, yeah. That VR is not a focus of the upcoming next gen project, Scarlet. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Who was the one that made the comment that said we're going to be competitive with PlayStation and we're not going to lose out this time? Who, who quoted saying that last like last Phil, week? Phil Spencer. Was it? I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know no, if it, it was, was him. That seems a little counterintuitive to that comment. Well, let's see what Phil has to say about it. Let's Steve, not. <laughs> Steve Avore used an interview with Spencer at XO19 to get an update on Microsoft's stance on virtual reality. Back in Sydney in 2016, Spencer told us that VR would come to Xbox One X when it didn't feel like, quote, demos and experiments. Yeah, he said with a frown, quote, (laughs) I don't love my quote there because I'm not trying to demean the work that people are doing in VR. Spencer said customers don't associate Xbox with VR, nor do they expect it from the brand. Quote, I have some issues with VR. It's isolating, and I think of games as a communal kind of together experience. We're responding to what our customers are asking for, and nobody's asking for VR. (laughs) The vast majority of of our customers know if they want a VR experience, there's places to go get those. We see the volumes of those on PC and other places. Spencer admitted that some of the decision was based on cold, hard cash, as nobody's selling millions of millions of VR units. Quote, I think we might get there eventually, but yeah, that's not where our focus is. And I understand what he's saying, because honestly, it is it was a pretty big deal for Sony to come out into the VR space in the way that they did. Yeah. And because it's still such a small market, even if Xbox put out their own VR headset, would it really make no, sense for them to go and further segregate console VR? Yeah. Like that just means you're taking, oh, well, maybe Sony sold 10 million PlayStation VRs. Does that mean that? Microsoft's going to immediately sell 10 million of their own or is there enough crossover between those people, people like me and drew, we own PlayStation VR Mm -hmm. and we also own an Xbox and a PS4 would either of us decide, Ooh, yeah, I want to go get the Xbox VR now. If there was was something to bring you in, I think so. Like if there was a halo VR, would you want to play that? Not really. But is there somebody that would sure, but also a halo VR would come out on PC. That's true. Yeah. Oh, well, then you can just use a PC and VR headset. Necessarily, but yeah, I guess you're right. Because that, yeah. that's where Microsoft's in that weird yeah. spot where all of their first party games, like they have that whole thing where they're putting everything on PC yeah. these days. So, I mean, I don't I'm, know. And it's also, it just seems like their focus is on, you know, more of like the games pass. And then, you know, with their streaming service, that's yeah. coming out. I soon. feel like their focus is competing with Sony. 
that's what I feel like they're focused on. Mm, I don't think so anymore but, because but I don't I don't know. I feel like it took them a while enough just to get, you know, people to come back to Xbox after, you know, the one's atrocious launch. That, yeah, you I, know. Never, I never left or was a part of their team. So I, <laughs> I don't get that feeling. But I like I said, it's I feel like you you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. And if they think it's not something to worry about. Sure. I guess that's a business decision. But yeah. everybody else seems to be a little not like focused on VR, but it's at least in their rear view mirror. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're taking little glimpses at it every now and then. I also just don't think they've really been successful with, with stuff. Yeah. And well, I agree. <laughs> no, just like attachments and everything, because they were basically the first people to do like games that use like connect. connect. Yes. Yeah, like the, yeah. the connect and everything like, and no connect games were really, you know, groundbreaking. Well, or anything yeah. Like even that, I mean, even know? the PlayStation move was kind of mixed. Yeah. Yeah. It had some good, but it also had Literally some, until PSVR came out. No one used, yeah, even used their moves. Yeah. I had right. a couple of moves stashed away in a drawer for years yeah. and didn't use them again until <laughs> until the PlayStation VR yeah. came out. We do have a quote here from Shuhei Yoshida. He tweeted out, we oftentimes work hard to make things that no customers are asking for and that like they're creating new experiences that maybe you didn't know you wanted. But that could be you could chalk that up to anticipating what the, the buyer wants before sure. they, they know it. That I could, just thought it was a cheeky reply from <laughs> Shuhei. It's kind of funny. I, I get. Yeah. Um, I like I, I almost guess, like Nintendo in that regard. I yeah. see his point. But also, I see like where there's some market to be missed a little bit. But sure. you know, I'm not and running Microsoft or you know Xbox. So. Honestly, I think it is smarter for them to kind of go this route. And then there's nothing that says that because again, Xbox is just a glorified Windows 10 computer. Like it's basically running Windows. Sure. Mm -hmm. They could flip the switch one day and say, you know what, mixed reality VR headsets are compatible with xbox now they were oh, yeah, about, I mean, yeah I, get, I get what you're saying the mixed reality vr sets like there's software for that in windows 10 right yeah. now where you can buy any of those like head mounted displays that are you know anywhere from 150 to 300 dollars that are the cheaper ones you don't hear about as often but they are vr and you can get motion yeah. controllers yeah, you're for right them there's nothing stuff. in here that says like, like we're never ever gonna touch yeah. this I, I get what you're saying but as far as yeah making a division at xbox or picking a first party studio be like hey we want you to do research in VR. I mean, it just, it makes sense to me that they just, they're looking at it and they're saying, you know, that's not where we want to invest. Yeah. Sure. And which is kind of fine because we're honestly running out of things that make these systems unique. Like <laughs> each platform is kind of getting to the point where, you know, I mean, again, Xbox is killing it on services. That's what makes me say next gen. I mean, if you don't care, if you have a PlayStation or an Xbox and you just want your friends are going to Xbox, yeah. dude, get an Xbox. Game Pass is a killer deal. Yeah. Like, again, you just cannot beat paying $10 a month and not having to buy games anymore, especially for just the type of consumer so many of us are these days where it doesn't matter if it's a game that I own and is sitting on my shelf. It's a if it's a digital download. I'm going to delete one day and never play again like yeah. I, I know there's plenty of the people like the believe in like preservation of games and everything that want to be able to put a disc on their shelf and have it forever so they know in 15 years if xbox live is down they can put that game in their console and play it but for a not, lot of people it doesn't matter it needs it's an update yeah well, yeah exactly yeah well, that's that's where it gets weird is that these days so many of those games they require a day one yeah. patch or something I mean, like yeah every game that comes out pretty much nowadays yeah, like, yeah i had somebody came over and fixed my internet the other day we're getting a, lot, a little off topic that's okay and he, you know internet was down for a couple hours and i was i was like should i play like i can play like a dark souls or something that i don't really need to be online or anything for mm. but i was thinking about i was like can i play fallen order off 
online? Like, do I, what would require being online? I just had to think about it for a second. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't think so. But it's still one of those thoughts I had. I was like, you can't play Fallen Order online. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. But I, I just thought I stopped and think about it for a second because I was like, well, shit, some stuff you, you need to be online. For yeah. Like Breath of the Wild on the Nintendo Switch literally will not run if you don't install the day one patch. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. It will pop up and say, hey, you need to update this game. It, <laughs> it, the full game is not on the cartridge. CD. But yeah, it's like, a cartridge. It's another way of looking at it. But again, I, this isn't shocking. Yeah. As much as I like PlayStation VR, it's not this mass market device. Yeah, of course, like, you're right. I'm it's, surprised it's done as well as it has. To be perfectly honest, really good gems, but that's really about it. Yeah, you're right. No Half Life Alex on Xbox One X or Project Scarlet. Next up, Google responds after Stadia owners accuse it of breaking promises over game performance. This is from Wesley Yin Pool over at Eurogamer.net. Google has issued a statement after it was accused of breaking promises over the performance of Stadia games. Last week, website 9to5Google accused Google of lying about the performance of Stadia games after it emerged that key titles were not running in 4K resolution in 60 frames per second. The reality of Stadia is an issue for many owners of the streaming tech because it contradicts statements made by Google and its executives in the run-up to release, and because Google is locking up to 4K resolution behind its $8.99 a month Stadia Pro subscription. Oh, sorry, $8.99 pounds a month. They're Eurogamer. It's $10 a month, I believe, in the U.S. And promoting Stadia, Google staff said on stage that it has more GPU power than the Xbox One X and PS4 Pro combined. Yeah. And in a tweet Small posted flex. in October, Stadia chief Phil Harrison said all games at launch support 4K. Quote, we designed Stadia to enable 4K60 with appropriate TV and bandwidth. We want all games to play 4K60, but sometimes for artistic reasons, a game is 4K30, so Stadia always streams at 4K60 via two times encode. This is clearly written by a guy that has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I remember reading that tweet the first time. I was like, what the fuck is a two times encode? That doesn't even make sense. That's not a thing. Yeah. It's frame doubled. Two times. It's frame doubled. It's not. Anyway. But the Stadia version of Destiny 2, for example, renders it a native 1080p and is then upscaled to improve quality, but never reaches 4K. Red Dead Redemption 2, Stadia's most high-profile port, also doesn't play in true 4K. As Digital Foundry revealed, Red Dead Redemption 2 renders at 1080p or 1440p, depending on what data rate you are using, and is then upscaled to 4K on a Chromecast Ultra. Essentially, Stadia's 4K mode is actually processing fewer pixels than the PS4 Pro on its biggest port. Wrecked. As Digital Foundry puts bad it, Google, bad quote, perhaps there's something more we're not seeing behind the compression, but from a technical perspective, Red Dead 2 on Stadia doesn't seem to be delivering on key marketing promises, certainly not the spirit of them, at least at the reveal. We were told that Stadia's GPU had the power of an Xbox One X and PS4 Pro graphics combined, yet Red Dead Redemption 2 on Stadia only has 44 percent of the X's <laughs> rendering resolution while even the 4.2 teraflop PS4 Pro GPU is generating a higher pixel count, even before factoring in its checkerboard upscale. Stadia's GPU seems to be an offshoot of AMD's RX Vega 56 based on its specs, yet in 1080p mode, performance is more in line with the PC version running on a much less capable RX 570 or RX 580. Quote, First of all, 4K support was promised for all launch titles, and while we're getting a 4K output video format from Chromecast Ultra, I do feel it's a stretch to describe this as an Ultra HD experience. The small print on the Stadia website explains things more correctly, but even the up to 4K claim is still problematic 
when a title like Destiny 2 runs at 1080p instead. For my money, the Pro Sub is still a clear upgrade as it's the only way to get 5.1 surround sound, HDR, and image quality that looks a bit better or a lot better on the big screen owing to its higher bitrate. Google said in a response that it gives developers the freedom to set the performance of their Stadia ports as they see fit. But Google said it expects performance to improve. And that's what we talked about last week, right? Where yes. They were saying it was the developer thing, that that's what they were doing, was setting it to that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I said. And then Google essentially in the statement throws was like, them under the bus bullshit. and says, yeah. Yeah, okay. Here's Google's statement mm-hmm. on it. Stadia streams at 4K and 60 frames per second, and that includes all aspects of our graphics pipeline from game to stream. GPU, encoder, and Chromecast Ultra all outputting at 4K to 4K TVs with the appropriate internet connection. Developers making Stadia games work hard to deliver the best streaming experience for every game. Like you see on all platforms, this includes a variety of techniques to achieve the best overall quality. We give developers the freedom of how to achieve the best image quality and frame rate on Stadia, and we are impressed with what they have been able to achieve for day one. We expect that many developers can, and in most cases will, continue to improve their games on Stadia. And because Stadia lives in our data centers, developers are able to innovate quickly while delivering even better experiences directly to you without the need for game patches or downloads. What appears to have happened here is a disconnect between the promise of Stadia by its marketers and the reality of its ports built by developers. What is clear is that the Chromecast Ultra is putting out a true 4K signal but did Google staff even know that Rockstar was rendering Red Dead Redemption 2 internally at 1440p? Either way, the situation is not a good look for Google, and really you'd expect more from the likes of Phil Harrison, who should have done his homework before promising all games that launched support 4K. It's an issue that'll dog Stadia until it's sorted too. One of the most upvoted posts on the Stadia subreddit points out the difference between what Google promised and the reality. Quote, one of the biggest selling points for me was being able to play the games at PC-level settings, at 4K60 in high settings. I think that's his username. Reddit username yeah. said, <laughs> quote, but so many people on here are just ignoring that Google underdelivered and are just calling people haters while parading around their 1080 upscaled 30 <laughs> FPS games. I just don't understand why the community as consumers are just letting the promises Google made slide by. I will say I'm very impressed by the lack of input lag. It was my biggest fear going in, but I'm quite disappointed in the graphics frames and settings. End quote. I thought the input lag was bad. <laughs> yeah, I thought so it's too. Bad, but, but better it, than expected. Basically, yeah. Wow. It's the, well, <laughs> it's funny too because when you look at it, it really depends on what game you're, you're talking about. Because I did watch the video with Gamers Nexus where they do a more detailed breakdown. They tested everything from like Thumper, which is a very it's a game that runs at 60 FPS on your toaster. It's not like graphically <laughs> intensive. So it has naturally low input latency because it's not a hard game to process as far as rendering the game versus Metro Exodus, which is like a high end triple A. It'd be tough for me to run that game at 4K 30 FPS on my hardware on Especially my computer. on your toaster. Especially <laughs> on your toaster. I gotta get me a toaster now that they gotta give me a 4K games. toaster. So they had some tests where like Thumper ran fine. It, it, for the most part, it had a bit of extra input delay just because of the streaming, but it's a rhythm game, and as you play, you kind of naturally start leading in on your sure. movements and stuff, and it, it's not too hard to adjust. You adjust to the problem. Stuff like Tomb Raider, which has a 60 FPS mode on Stadia, actually runs with less input lag than playing the 30 FPS mode on an Xbox. So, and, and a lot of that's due to the fact that it's running at double the frame rate. Mm. So there are games on Stadia where in the right mode, 
can actually have lower input latency than they would on an Xbox or a PS4. But again, it's game dependent for sure. Yeah. Metro Exodus and was the worst one. Dependent, right? Yeah. Metro Exodus was the worst one they showed that I think it had upwards of 200 milliseconds of input lag Fuck. on the 4K 30 FPS mode. Which is, a, which is too. huge. Yeah. yeah, that's a it lot of input sound lag. Like it, but it is for that yeah. kind of. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about six frames of lag in Before, a first-person shooter after yeah. you've put in your input. Yeah, yeah, and that was how they filmed it. Is they actually had an LED that they ran up to their mouse click and then their button click on the Stadia controller, so that the light was on and it would go off just for the moment of the click and then turn back on and then they had like a high speed oh, camera. Oh, they have like speed running programs where yeah, it just shows your controller and the input on the screen and you mm-hmm. can see how long it's being pressed or whatever. Some of the games it is a better experience than you would expect. Interesting. But to get that better experience, you're looking at the shittier video quality yeah. with like the 1080p <laughs> lower bit rates and all that nonsense. So, it's just more of what again what we expected, but Google statement is does kind of feel like a hand wavy when I'm oh, wrong, it's, gonna, yeah. it's the develop. It'll get better over time. Blah 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 blah. Instead of just coming out and be like, "Oh yeah, you know, like maybe the marketing was we were, weird." It, sorry, it, we shouldn't have been so definitive with our wording of every game. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little inclusive. <laughs> it's not the, the only company that yeah. does it too, though. I mean, obviously, sure. Like, on like the PS4 Pro box, it says like. 4k gaming or something, something like, like yeah like this but it yeah, doesn't even with, like with an asterisk it's like oh well yeah, you know like ports of games. ps3 games that have hd remasters run at 4k but then almost everything else is like checkerboard i mean, when, or I mean he made that quote like a long a little while ago not yeah. like you know last month it oh was, yeah phil harrison's quote is yeah, stupid as hell that's, I, and that's the thing though is that that's what was so weird in the lead up to Stadia. Promises made. Promises are being broken and the features that are being like put out on day one. Telling you, oh, 4K 60, even if it was just 4K 30 on a bunch of games, if it was actual like native rendered yeah. 4K video, that could still look pretty good. But something like Destiny running 1080p, run is, yeah. that game, you know how fucking optimized that game is on PC? Yeah. We can run that game at 4K 60 on Drew and I's graphics card, and our graphics card is not meant for 4K gaming. Yep. Like, that's a game that there's no reason that shouldn't be running higher than 1080p medium settings. There's just not. So we'll see how that updates over time. Like we said, we're going to keep... There will be more Stadia news. It's the new console in the race, but it's just... An interesting statement from. Do Google. we have any numbers on how how many it's sold so far? <laughs> no, they're not going to release any numbers. Are you kidding me? It's still in preview. <laughs> they won't release any numbers unless it's like gangbusters, and right. it's probably not gangbusters. Unless they're bragging about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next up, believe it or not, our final piece of news for today: uh-huh. Pokemon Sword and Shield is the fastest-selling Nintendo Switch game yet. Pokemon Sword and Shield are off to a great start selling more than 6 million copies in the week since their release. And actually, technically, what that really means is in three days it sold 6 million copies because it came. these numbers are from the end of the week and that game came out Thursday. So that's according to a tweet from the Pokemon Company, which notes that the figures make the latest mainline Pokemon installment the fastest-selling Nintendo Switch game of all time. It's worth caveating, of course, that Sword and Shield are technically separate releases, albeit ones that are almost identical in content. New Pokemon games are invariably strong performers. The last all new releases, Sun and Moon for 3DS, have sold 16.17 million copies to date, according to Nintendo, and they were the company's fastest selling games ever in the West upon release. It's worth noting, though, that the 3DS had a larger install base at that point in time, and the game sold for a lower price point. 
Last year's Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee for Switch, meanwhile, have reached 11.28 million copies in total, which Sword and Shield are on pace to beat based on first week sales. The Let's Go games are based on the original Game Boy Pokemon games. However, they don't represent a brand new generational release. Yeah, this doesn't really surprise me. People who love Pokemon have been dying for a new entry yeah. in the franchise for years now. So, I yeah, this was bound to sell well. Yeah, I harped a lot on about it, but I think I, if I didn't say it, I was thinking it that nothing anyone says is going to keep Pokemon from selling well. Like, yeah, people it love was a that franchise. And yeah, they to are sell like crazy. Kid, kids don't understand all the the reason the adults are upset anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, why this are is mommy a, and daddy screaming about Dexit? This is this is this is a children's <laughs> game at heart. Yeah, it's cute. They're selling it to children, not necessarily adults that were bitching about that stuff. Right. Yeah, those are just people that they enjoy buying the game that they're selling. But mm. this is marketed towards kill children. They don't understand Kill what the, the fuck children. y'all are talking about. They don't mm. care. It's a colorful new Pokemon game with new Pokemon on a new platform or a new console, whatever. Nobody was not going to buy this fucking yeah. shit. It wasn't Let's Go, which in my opinion was just hot garbage. Yeah, but it sold True. fucking crazy well. True. Yeah, yeah. this is no surprise and good. I still want to play Pokemon Shore and Shield. I'll probably lend it to you. I might. Well, no, because Nintendo games never go on sale. No. Fuck. I don't know. Except for Black Friday. Don't buy Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Finish playing Yakuza. Well, no, I need to fucking finish Octopath. You should buy Pokemon. It's two chances for me to play. No. You should buy Shield so I can play Sword and Shield. <laughs> so I'll do I'll do the Score Bunny with you and I'll do the, the Grokey with yours. <laughs> All right, guys. Wait, I got another piece of news. Oh, wait. Oh, Ethan coming in late with the breaking news. news. Slightly breaking, breaking news. Uh, Facebook has acquired Beat Games who developed Beat Saber. Rest in peace. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought too. When I read no, I mean that. it just means the next whatever they do next will be Oculus exclusive. I mean, yeah, yes, that sucks. Yeah, everybody likes Beat Saber. Everybody Beat Saber's like great for Facebook to ruin it. I'm but, sure they won't ruin it. They'll just make it. It's yeah. just going to be exclusive to Oculus. That's <laughs> yeah, all it is. Yeah. So that's it. That was awesome. Thank great you, news story number one gaming journalist Ethan Newbolt with the late breaking news. Now we are on to our main topic for the episode. We haven't done one of these in a while. I guess technically. You could consider the XO19 coverage a main topic. But that, yeah. I mean, that was a lot of news, too. Right. We're talking about the Game Awards, people. The Game Awards, the big, the, the big one. The big the eSports one. Awards. <laughs> Even though those just happened. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the Game Awards is happening December 12th. It is a fun little romp. We get once a year now, hosted by Jeff Keighley. Used to be on Spike TV when that was a thing. Used to be on Spike TV. Oh, yeah. In recent years, the Game Awards has actually become quite the event with some like kind of high-profile game reveals in some cases. Well, yeah. I mean, last year, whenever, especially like when Keanu walked out, you know. Yeah, celebrities um, even go to the Game Awards, That was E3. Oh, this year. Oh, yeah. well, for Cyberpunk. Yeah, Celebrities still go to the Game Awards. Yes, they do. So. We're probably going to get some new trailers and stuff. We do know that uh, there will be more shown about Half-Life Alex at the Game Awards this year. They're nice. going to presume we have a new trailer of some sort. Maybe maybe some gameplay. I don't know. That'd be a weird thing to try to stream on the Game Awards of VR. Maybe we'll get some gameplay, more stuff with Cyberpunk. Maybe. Yeah, Cyberpunk is coming up. A new trailer. I thought that we would go through for everything that's not esports related. Yeah, there's a couple even uh, categories I was just like, uh, I haven't played any of these games. Yeah, kind of run down the games. <laughs> yeah, the mobile. Maybe, maybe give what we want to win, but and then what we think 
will win. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm for okay each with of these yeah, because yeah. there's quite a few of these where it's like I know who I want, but it's always like yeah. And I didn't we play. Know who's I didn't play Control, and Control has all up in this shit. Dude, I was kind of surprised at how many nominations Same Control here. got. That's mm-hmm. a good game. And personally, fairly sad that Days Gone is not nominated in here at all. Bad game. I love Days Gone. <laughs> there was a couple of other notable absences. Was I'm Dead sick. or Alive Six even in the fighting games there, one? I saw. I, think I so. saw Dead or Alive somewhere. Yeah. It was in there. Yeah. I think it might have been for a community game, maybe or something. But yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'm surprised how much Death Stranding is in there. Like, I get it, but it is just... It's very it's, controversial. It's I, in there. I, well, it's that's like one I Red don't Dead know. last year. Uh, yeah, I guess. That's the real dark horse of this whole thing, Because right? it came out so late. Came out late, but also it's the most divisive. Once I started looking at the list and like kind of picking what I think I want to win for each of these, I was kind of shocked at how like I didn't pick Death Stranding for like, almost anything. I, yeah. Uh, I think the divisiveness either. has actually gone down now that more and more people have actually finished the game. I That's think fair. more and more people have been like, actually, I really like this game at the end of it now. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's still a little bit of a surprise to see it just, you know, where it is in the Game Awards categories, just because of how late it did kind of come about. It is kind of one of those things where they just like snuck it in there. They the barely end. made it because you'll notice too that a couple of games that are not in here anywhere. Fallen Order's not Star anywhere. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order right. did Which not make I've the heard cut. Multiple people say, "Oh, game of the year for me," but that one must have just been just right, came out too late. Right There's at a, the cut. Yeah, I think so. And then it has. What was the other one? Like, oh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, of course, are not anywhere yeah. In here. Yeah, because it, again, it came out after Fallen Order. Uh, it didn't get nominated for. It's well, not on his it's list. past the cutoff, right? Yeah, there's okay. something about with like review copies that you had to have time to be able to give out with jury award yeah. review copies mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and there was just a release date. And this happens every year, yeah, like, sure. It, it, but it, it it's still this, it's odd going through here where it's like, man, you, number one family game would be Pokemon, like no yeah. contest. It, yeah. That would probably be Definitely. the one to win family game. Family game such a weird category. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I was even fucking me. I had a little trouble <laughs> picking that one, but yeah, but yeah, it, it's just one of those things. And then now because it came out so late, it's at the cutoff. It'll be on the next year's Game Awards, but by then it'll we'll it'll have, be overshadowed by so many things. We'll have Last of Us too. It won't be on next year's Game Awards because it's a game that came out in 2019. You're right. Yeah. So it just does that happen a lot with certain Christmas games? Yeah. Anything that comes out Damn. that late. I mean, the, if you miss the cutoff, you miss the cutoff. I mean, what's wow. more important? But also at the game same time, Game Awards are selling yeah, shit these for game Christmas. Awards don't yeah. even re- they matter because a lot of the industry has kind of gotten behind this and decided, ooh, this is our award show. Jeff Keighley's kind of made it a real yeah, thing. Yeah. It sort of used to just be like. Whenever it was on Spike, it was, it was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah it, it wasn't was kind a big of a deal, j- but it was kind of a joke. Yeah. He's yeah, kind exactly. of turned it into like this actual, like our version of the Academy Awards. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. gamers as a community, they like to be they same. want to participate yeah in like, the discussion. And this, is a, this is a thing you know yeah, and it's nice to be able to I like see why yeah. you know feel like your voice actually matters because you can log in go to google and look up the game awards nominees yeah. and, and vote every single day yeah, like know? it really only matters for like when they release like the game of the year editions for you know stuff that won or like the re-releases of these games where they can put the sticker on it that said, oh, this was game of the year by the Game Awards, and then they can resell it again. Well, you know, yeah, but also, I mean, like, think about, like, all the other, like, whenever you see, like, a game and it says, like, game of the year won by blah, blah, blah yeah, awards, you know, like, you kind of look at that and throw it by the wayside, but if you see, like, the Game Awards, it's kind of like it's... Certain ones, yeah, yeah, because yeah. any, anybody can have their Game Awards. Yeah. I don't think there's a single game that's ever released that has on the box that it was the Game Awards game of the year. Really? Yeah, I think... No, I meant the that's game... That's not like, where Game of the Year came from. Yeah. Game of the Year is just like... Like well, kind of I know. A distinction well, so, no, that, some of them do have the game, and I don't know if it's on the front, but yeah, like they'll put it on the back sometimes, like in the no, they'll put a like, game of the year edition right on the front of the cover. No, I'm not it's talking not about, anyone no, voted no, for it. Game Every of the year edition, game of the year, no, edition. Game of the year edition is like 
the DLC included. I meant actually like the game of the year award. Yeah. I have seen, I've definitely seen that on a box or something. Prove it. Yeah, but it could be. I want to see it on God of War because that was Game Awards game of the year last <laughs> I year. I bet yeah. there is a, there's a wrapped God of War that had a sticker a little sti- on it. A Game yeah. Awards sticker, yeah, on the cellophane. <laughs> Jeff yeah, Keighley exactly. approved. Yeah, that came off when you unwrapped it, yeah. Dorito Pope approved. So we'll just go down this list. We're gonna start with game of the year. Right, the big dog. Game of the year. I mean, Jeez, I'm just going. I wanted to. Fine. I scrolled down <laughs> yeah, and then I was gonna go. Order. Back, but fine. then I realized after all the esports stuff, there's more categories. Just go up to the top, Drew. We're Is it really? Go all the way up to the top. You're on audio design. Yeah, it must have just been differently organized on yeah, Google like versus VR, the website. VR game is down at the bottom. Um, family games. Okay, at the yeah, bottom. that's fine. Let's we'll start with game of the year. So we've got Control by Remedy Games, published by Five Hundred Five Games. Death Stranding. From Kojima Productions, of course, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Resident Evil 2, developed and published by Capcom. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, from from Software and published by Activision. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, from... Sora. Sora? Yeah. What? I don't know. I'm just as confused as you are. And Bandai Namco? Well, maybe because of all like the, the licensed characters... Maybe. I don't know. But published by Nintendo. You all know what Super Smash Bros. is. And then The Outer Worlds by Obsidian Entertainment and published by 2K's Private Division. So I'm going to tell you out of this list. I think you guys already know mine. For Game of the Year, I say Days Gone. Fuck the Game oh Awards. God, get your shit out of <laughs> God here. God damn it. Fucking Jeff Keighley. Really? I no, thought you I would say been- Control, honestly. Like, Control, what I think will win... Honestly would be think, Death Stranding. I honestly think Death Stranding is going to win. I think win. Death Stranding yeah. is going to win this. I think the, hit, but I don't the Kojima think it's, hype is going to win this. I don't think it will sweep the rest of the awards like some people are worried about. Yeah. I think this is going to be... Control or Death Stranding? Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Oh, I don't I know. Think I don't, it's going to sweep. I, don't I think, think it's going to win like this and maybe like one or two other things. But I don't like think it's, it's going to yeah. win like a landslide by any means. No, right. I think it's going to win two categories and then the games that didn't win in those two categories are going to win like slightly other like there's a best rpg mm-hmm. that i think like sekiro is going to win but not necessarily game of the year yeah. like i want it so are we all saying we think death stranding will win I do. yeah i do think hideo kojima hype is going to overshadow even how the game is. Yeah. I think everybody just loves Kojima so much. Just be like, fuck yeah. Hey, we know Jeff Keighley likes Kojima quite a bit. Outer Worlds is my game of the year. Okay. Uh, I just nice. had a whole lot of fucking fun with that game. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I agree. Death Stranding is probably going to win it. And it I think it's just, you know, you either love it or you hate it. Kojima made something really special. It's the mm. hype, man. You know? It's the hype. It's the hype. Mm. But like I said, like, I think a lot of people, as they actually finished the game, they realized this is something special. Yeah. So that's what I've been reading all over Twitter. Even people that were like, this game's so slow and boring. Mm-hmm. And now people are like, oh my God, Kojima. I can't believe you made something like that. Like the, the <laughs> ending just broke me. Like I was like, okay. So <laughs> Ethan, what are you voting for personally? On, Sekiro, oh, we all know. Sekiro. I still play the ending of Sekiro that I got in the back of my mind sometimes when I'm thinking about like good endings. The ending was solid. The game was solid. Challenging. Music was great. I love that game. Yeah. Game of the year, without a doubt. Easy. When I when I first talked about the Game Awards, I was like, I don't care because nothing that I really care about is going to be in them. When I saw Sekiro Game of the Year, I was like, fuck. Dude, how did you yes. think that Sekiro wasn't going to be in the Game Awards? I didn't Awards. even think about it. because People it was, love From Software. Because it was such, like, I beat that game months ago. Yeah. You know? But I'm still thinking about it just like, I guess, two 2019 Game Awards, it doesn't resonate. They're like, oh, yeah, mm. I haven't been there. But you're right. That's why I'm really surprised that, like, 
that Days Gone is just on that list. I think it's because I, I don't know what I would take out of that list to fit in Days Gone. Exactly. Is it a I think game it of the year for the masses? For the masses, I think you yeah, to, actually, you I do because the critic. Much? No, well, the, I, the reason I had to think about it was because it had a slow start in sales because the reviews were not kind to it, which was Sony's own fault. They kind of shot themselves like in the seven. Foot with it. I, I will agree houses. with you, but I think if anything shouldn't be up there, Resident Evil Two. I don't know. That's one. That's another one too. They're like hey, people. The, that's that, one of those that's games. A really well done. Yeah. Like remake and people. That love is like it. the benchmark for. No, this I, is how you bring an old, already classic, yeah. like beloved right, title. But we're talking into about a new old generation. game just dolled up. But it doesn't feel made. like an old game though. That's it's the, completely that's the thing. redone. It's, yeah. No, I get. I've played it. Is it. The it's, I know it's it's awesome. But it is I, up there with like Shadow of the Colossus, which like I would argue that the year that Shadow of the Colossus came out, that should have been in the running for like uh, a game of the year. I've played that because that remastered, it was an incredible game. That remaster still and it was a little still an incredible game. Jank though. It's intentional to get from guess, the, in the game design. I like I said, I just I just don't think Resident Evil Two deserves to be up there because of its merits because it is just an older game that they just read and they did redo it completely i get that how much work went into it i just feel like if something was going to get knocked down or changed out it would be resident evil 2 now if i dropped one off it'd be the outer worlds really i haven't played enough i was gonna say i would drop off smash bros nah you can't yeah i thought about it and i was like no nobody would not want smash to be up there because for a certain type of gamer that is their game of the year oh yeah yeah beat them down to they were bloodied and almost <laughs> dead and they're like and they're still no, I'm, Smash Ultimate Game I'm not here, even bro. a huge fan of fighters or Smash in yeah. general but you can look at Super Smash Bros Ultimate and be like it is the ultimate Super Smash the Bros roster, like, the roster alone yeah, yeah. like the and amount of content more in that game <laughs> and how massive it is how well balanced it is how strong it the community is behind it you yeah. can't there's no possible way you could take that off there yeah I guess I agree that yeah the Outer World is probably one of the second, if not the weakest link on there. I agree. Sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. I haven't yeah. played it, but I knew, I, I knew me I choosing it to be like, my game of the year. That's one of the games I want to play. Yeah. It does look like it, it's everything about Fallout 4 that I hated, not that I'm going to hate. Yeah. Yeah. I think what, because the Outer World? Yeah. No way. It's way better than Fallout 4. That's what I'm 4. saying. Yeah. Okay. It, it's everything that I wanted from Fallout oh, okay, 4 because I, yeah. I hated Fallout 4 for some reason. I hated it too. Well, I got just, it for it, three it, and I couldn't even play it. Like, <laughs> I was just like, God, I hate this. Well, just it, it just completely dummied down the dialogue it's system. It's just the lack of like. The I fucking th- settlements. I think Can't it's the lack it. of NPCs. We have another settlement that needs your help. Uh, God damn it, Preston. I don't yeah. care. I did not want Minecraft in my Fallout. That but, is, uh, yeah. I did not like. So we're a little mixed on the game of the year. Yeah. And one last thing I will say about Days Gone, the other and I feel like it's not up there is because I know that certain critics and stuff are the ones that kind of nominate games and they're they, they get vote on and that's how they end up in these nominations of course that's how nominations work if you didn't know I think that so many of them just had a bad taste in their mouths from it because they played the buggy unpatched sure version that didn't ran well yeah. and it was like probably really tedious to get through yeah whereas you zombies know, just loading in the randomly consumer th- if you actually went out and decided to take a chance and buy that game most people that were playing it came away incredibly favorable yeah a shame personally that days on on there i know right when we started doing the podcast i was actually still hyping up that game but yeah I, anyway mm-hmm. game of the year you guys know how we're feeling about it now we're on to the best action game of the year for the best game in the action genre focused primarily on combat. We've got apex legends from respawn entertainment, astral chain from platinum games, call of duty, modern warfare from infinity ward, devil may cry five from Capcom gears of war five or gears five. Sorry from the coalition 
and Metro Exodus from 4A Games. Drew, who do you pick? Who do you think is winning? My pick is Apex for personal, and I think Modern Warfare is going to win it. Okay. What about you, Ethan? Uh, E-Money. I think Devil May Cry is going to win, but I I was thinking about that. I think I want Call of Duty Modern Warfare to win. Because I think that's my pick mm-hmm. is Call of Duty. Sorry, Apex. I, I would love to pick you, but I don't think this is your uh, category to win, actually, if I'm being honest. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I think in the action game category, uh, but I, I haven't played many of these. Like, I've played two of these games, so I really don't have much to say about some of them. But I think Devil May Cry 5 will win action game because, to me, that screams action game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very good point. But... I loved Call of Duty. The story was really good. The multiplayer, you know, it is what it is. It's great. Kind of no matter how you slice it, it's it's a shooter multiplayer. It looks <laughs> fabulous. Yeah. You know, it's got the guitar. That's all I wanted. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Call of Duty is probably my pick, but I think Devil May Cry 5 might win. I This category, I really don't know. So, for me, I picked Apex Legends. Oh, is the best action game. Yeah. I'm, that, I'm is surprised. That your pick? I, yes, that's I my thought pick. you were going to pick like Devil May Cry 5 or something. I actually still haven't played Devil May Cry 5. Okay. Exodus? I didn't play Metro Exodus yet. I feel like if I had, that would be my pick. Wow. Because Metro Exodus, I love the Metro series, and Exodus totally looks like my kind and of it's game. It's on Games I don't, Pass I just, now. I don't, I don't have anything. I've had it installed yeah, on my PC and my Xbox for like a while. I just I just have not taken Gotten the time to play it. it. Yeah. I guarantee Gears 5 wins. Gears 5? Really? Yes. Wow, why I don't know much that? about the release or the receipt because of, that game. of the sentiment and the industry behind it, as far as it's like the most well reviewed out of them, I would say, with also like the least controversy. And like, uh, it's hard to quite put my finger on it, but I think it's kind of like the it's just a consistent action game. I think it's probably isn't as off putting as Devil May Cry can be for some people, as far as that being just more of a Japanese anime kind of game. Mm-hmm. I think Call of Duty. I don't, I don't know. It's one of those where I just didn't hear a whole lot in the reviews and stuff praising the multiplayer as good as the campaign was. But I think Gears 5 is just like it's the one that's got probably the most clout and the least unfavorable views of it. I don't know why so many like first person shooters are up in this action category. That seems kind of there is only there's two four. first person shooters oh, out there. Uh, Apex, Call of Duty and Gears of War 5 is a third person shooter. Bullshit. Oh, well, is it Metro? Just, is it Metro just a, first person? Pers- it's literally a third person just a shooter. Just point of view, that's still a shooter to me. You said first person. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't yeah. have said that. But oh okay, yeah, from that point of view, I mean, is it Metro a first person shooter? Yeah, there's also shooting in in Metro. Is Metro first person? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, I don't probably, know about yeah. the point of view specifically, but like, oh, no, then, yeah, those then, are shooters. Yeah, to Metro Exodus is a first person shooter. You're right. Yeah, I, I don't know why I thought it was. Th- I, it's because of that picture. We're right, seeing the character. Maybe I just yeah, I wouldn't say gear. I mean, I I see your point, but to me, yeah, Gears Five is another shooter. I think because it's not it's nominated. A, it's a cover shooter. It's not nominated in any other category from what I remember. Gears 5? Yeah, except for maybe one of the actors. I thought it was in the shooter category, too. I don't think there is a shooter category. Yeah, there is. Is yeah there? I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. That's weird for them, all these action games to be in there. Then. I, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Unless I'm just having a stroke over here. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> know that there was, but maybe you could be right. We'll find out. I mean... It could go to Apex though, like it, it, that again. Respawn that game, Entertainment yeah, is so is, hot right now. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're that game hasn't right even been out like a year. The Jedi fact, Fallen Order's not on the list anywhere. The so fact so that they're going to want to give something there, to Respawn. I think says volumes. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. 
Because like that was one that I'm just I didn't expect to be in this category, and I'm just like, uh, why are you guys here? Yeah, Apex Legends kind of came out, and I think that was the one that like it. Blew I think up. that shocked so many people, and it's that not it was yeah. that good. Because this like the, the, the market was already pretty oversaturated with battle yeah, royale exactly. games, and this one kind of came brought, in and essentially dethroned PUBG and, and Fortnite, Fortnite yeah. as far as like what people were talking. Mm-hmm. Obviously, at least Fortnite's for a while, still yeah. bigger amongst yeah, kids. Yeah. Well, and they stuff, put out a new season too. It's, yeah. yeah, but uh, I think Apex. Yeah, it's definitely my pick, especially because it, it's rare for games like that to grab me. Like I yeah. didn't really buy into the whole battle royale thing. And yeah, I think we played like two you know matches it's, it's of like PUBG pulling once, teeth yeah. to get me to play multiplayer games. As far as like even when Overwatch came out, it's like cool. I'm into Overwatch for a couple months and I fell off real quick. Like yeah. if I had more time and less other games I really want to experience, I'd probably be playing Apex as much as you guys. Yep. I, I think I it's a, it I think a it's a solid it's fucking been game. A couple weeks. Yeah, it's been weeks. Yeah. yeah. So we are moving on to the action adventure game category for the best See, action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. What was the other category? Action game. So this is action uh, revolving adventure. primarily around combat. Whereas these are action adventure and that you're exploring and there's puzzle solving and platforming. I just feel like there's a better way to differentiate. The, I will, yeah, there, there's yeah. always there's been some contention as far as the way categories are lined up and some confusion and stuff. It's hard to do. Game genres are difficult. Adventure game, but like that best would, rock song. Adventure would like apply to other Metallica things. Metallica next to Three Days Grace category. <laughs> like I would say, or pilots or whatever. I would say Gears Five is more of an action adventure than. Whatever, set, like you know, you know what I mean. There's not really a whole not, lot. There's nah, not I, no. really a whole it's lot of adventure. adventure game, if yeah. you ask me, like I, the I, only I, Gears Five, I would say be the most adventurous because of the two open world areas. But still, it's not even like they're not even open world. They're like, exactly they're wide areas. Right? They're not yeah. Open world. Well, I mean, like, I'd, I'd say adventure, just like you go from point A to point B. I don't know how. Like well, most games, you don't stand still while you play. It. Shut up. Just because you have a puzzle doesn't mean that it's adventure like that. Sure, and some I mean, people don't think. Puzzles are very adventure. Adventure game is another one too, where yeah, it's kind it's of a, a hard genre to describe yeah. because originally adventure games were those point and click, like Mist. Combine the paper towel holder with the balloon, yeah, to like, solve the puzzle with the three gears on the wall. I'm sorry, like that was adventure game. To me, Resident <laughs> Evil isn't a action adventure game. It is, but it's also it's a it's like a horror oh, yeah. shooter. As far as what's actually in here, yeah. yeah, these don't make any fucking yeah. sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand how Resident Evil Two no is action adventure. Death Stranding, mm-hmm. not really an action yeah. adventure. Well, game. so let's go through them. We have Borderlands Three from Gearbox, Control from Remedy Entertainment, Death Stranding from Kojima Productions, Resident Evil Two from Capcom, The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening from Grezzo, and Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice from From Software. So, if I recall correctly. On this one, I voted for Control, but I'm pretty sure from this list, Link's Awakening will win. That's what I... I'm the exact same way. From, yeah. From what I can tell, the only thing that fits this category... I think category it's bullshit that that's going to win. Is Link's Awakening. Yes, yeah. that's exactly how I felt. Now, I mean, of course, I want Sekiro to win. Is that how you're voting for? Yeah. 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 Okay. But so, it's also one of the only like two games up there that I've even played. What about you, Drew? So... Oh, I'm the same way. I voted for Control, but I think Link's Awakening is going to win. Okay. But puzzle solving, Sekiro doesn't really have a lot of puzzles. Like, there are a few that I can think of, yes. I mean, but most of the puzzles are hard bosses you have to yeah. solve. The puzzle is learning their moves. Yes, yeah. basically. There yeah. you go. That's Because, like, when you read the, the actual thing, like, traversal, oh, yeah, it's got that. Combat, sure. But puzzle solving, it's, it's, there's, you know, small puzzles. 
Very little. I think I think control kind of fits into action adventure as well. And I have a because played like that, so you're, I, don't have, I mean, it's not you know. like this huge adventure where you're journeying across like you know America or something, but you're traversing through the buildings in a Metroidvania type experience. That's what's so weird is for almost all video games, you can argue that they are both action and adventure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The words yeah. action and adventure are very you know just you bo- vague. You, you commit actions as you play Pac-Man. Well, any <laughs> journey, quote unquote, could be an adventure. You know, exactly. literally yeah. like walking down a hallway. If you're if you trip, that's an adventure. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. Now for art direction, we've got again, control from remedy games, death stranding grease from a nomada studio published by developer digital or Mm. devolver digital. Sorry. Uh, Sayonara wild hearts from Simogo Sekiro shadows die twice from, from software and the legend of Zelda links awakening from Grezzo. So this is for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. I think you guys know what I'm going to pick, but I have reasons if that helps. Sure. I, I mean, I'd like to hear what you th- why you think uh death training wins our direction. No, Sekiro definitely does. The, <laughs> the environments, the, the set pieces, the backgrounds, and just like sometimes when you like walk up to a certain point, like cherry blossoms just fall and it's perfect. You know, like there are some amazing locations and environments in that game and it's all art. Yeah. You know, it's you could freeze frame, take a picture, whatever, screenshot it, those scenes and just you doing attacks and animations if you freeze frame it, look all around you. Mm. It's amazing art. So definitely Sekiro wins for me. I will say I I give a like a uh, handy mention to Control because from what I've seen from that game the art and the the use of colors and stuff are up there. Well, that was one of the know? big hypes about it whenever it was first getting released was just like whenever those first kind of like stills uh, started showing up, people were like, damn, yeah. look at this game. Look at the yeah. lighting design the, and everything. Geometric like, shapes. holy shit, this is going to yeah. support ray tracing? What the fuck? Control is my pick for art direction for, for those reasons. And then just the visual design of that game is just very, very cool. Yeah. The way the building, the oldest house moves and evolves around you as you traverse it and complete objectives. Yeah. The way that just, one, uh, like that hotel area where it's, it, Oh yeah. The, uh, fuck. What's that hotel called? The, for, oh no, that, that's not the one I'm talking. It's like the over point look or something like that. I can't remember. Make Overlook out, hotel. Make out point. Yeah. You're, you're close. Andrew, yeah. not drew. I mean, Andrew, yes, Drew, not Ethan. <laughs> You're wrong. Yeah, I think, I think it is like yeah, the Overlook Hotel or yeah. But I was or, talking about I keep the one say Mountain View or I don't know. But I was talking about the one Bates in like Motel. the actual oldest house where like you go in and it's like a maze. Whenever you first go to it, it's like a maze where the walls keep moving oh, and everything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, that whole oh my god, yeah, that entire fucking section it was incredible. Yeah. So cool, and then yeah, just the just the design of the oldest house, like so many really really unique designs for the areas you're in and just how they play with color and light in that game is just phenomenal as far as I'm concerned. They they stick to very, like there are only a handful of colors and shades in control. Like they stick to that Mm -hmm. kind of gray, black, red, and white. Yeah. Yeah. Aesthetic. So they're, they're doing a simplistic thing here, Mm -hmm. but they're doing it really well, but it looks incredible. Yeah. It makes when things do have some other color, they pop. It just makes it pop that yeah. much more. Yeah, I, I will say, I, like I haven't played Gris or Sayonara Wild Hearts. Those look like some of those artsy type games mm-hmm. that may excel in this specific category. But again, I haven't played them, so I don't know. Yeah, I think both of those might be in the like best indie game category or something. I think so I, are too. Yeah, I yeah. would say I don't think either of those are going to win. 
this one's a hard one to say who would win it. I almost want to say Link's Awakening again. Yeah, I'm stuck between that and Death Stranding. Just because the art is so different and so like original that it kind of encapsulates this category specifically. Well, even yeah. then, like when like Legend when Link's Awakening was announced, like that was a, again a huge talking point was the art direction that they took with it. Yeah, it's like a diorama style. And yeah, it, it exactly. Looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, minus the issue with what we saw. The tilt shift. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is a really hard one to say who I think is going to win. It's hard to narrow down. I'm going to say for art direction, Link's Awakening. Hmm. I'm going to, I want Control to win, but I'm going to go Death Stranding because even from like when we first heard it, like the announcement of this game, you know, that first time you see Mads or uh, Guillermo del Toro with the bridge baby. Oh yeah. No, the art direction is incredible for yeah. Death Stranding, but it's one I'm, I'm trying to think of who they're going to pander to the most. I know, but is like, it going to no, be the fucking Nintendo fans or is it going to be the Kojima, the Kojima stands? Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, if I think if it gets game of the year, it won't get the other categories. Yeah. Okay. Ethan, did you say who you think is going to win? Sekiro. Sekiro. Oh, no. Who I think is going to win? Yeah. Uh, go, let me see the list one more time. <laughs> so uh, I said Link's Awakening, I think, is going to win, but I picked Control. Drew also picked uh, Control. And, and I thought I Death th- Stranding honestly, was going to win. I think they're going to pan into Link's Awakening. Yeah. I, I think so. I think with the art specific style, they're going to go with that. Yeah. But. I and I think when people vote and they think of art, like the first thing you're going to be is like, ooh, cartoon, yeah, art, yeah. drawing. I don't and know. They're going to think that over animation quality and like Death Stranding. Because this, isn't like, a, this isn't like a, the most votes from everybody wins. This is a like a jury that votes on these. Or is that how I they do the know. nominees? I, I don't remember. I think that's how they do the nominees. And I think it's just open voting for everything else. I guess. Uh, I'm really not sure. Because then you have to think like the masses aren't going to pick what game best represents the category like we're talking necessarily they're gonna be like, oh, oh, they're gonna love, their favorite I games yeah. game. for so, sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to think of a lot of different stuff so we got audio design next mm. recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design we got choices between call of duty modern warfare control death straining gears 5 resident evil 2 and Sekiro: shadows die twice this is a toughie i yeah. is it I would give this one to Death Stranding, and I think Death Stranding will win. I don't know much about the music in Control because that would be one that I would like not know of. The music in Control is really good. Yes, it's fantastic. Um, but all, and, and in general, the audio design is really good. Yeah. Like the way the enemies sound, playing Control, there are plenty of moments where it just it sounds stressful. Yes, to just be walking through an area, even when there's no enemies, you're like something could just appear out mm-hmm. of anywhere. Like it, it being fuck controls really oh shit I pick <laughs> mm, shit I pick control I think Death Stranding will win control's so fucking good that <laughs> game is so fucking good yeah I I think Death Stranding just because of the music and the way it incorporates with like just oh, you that's a good point just yeah. playing the game and the perfect music accompanying it just jumps in but well that's, and even the sound effects like when you. When you find a BT and it's like true. your little him, thing activates him and it starts spinning and just like him losing his balance and Norman Reedus just when you yeah. connect to the chiral network and like the, <laughs> the particle yeah. effects have their own sounds. But and I will say I like Sekiro Twin because again with the Sam like moving, trudging yeah. his huge amounts of packages. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It's the same thing with like the the visuals for Sekiro. I, I think that the music, the voices, the voice acting, everything in that game, the sound, just hitting the sword, the parry noise, mm-hmm. all of it just accumulates into this game where if you have headphones on, you can lose yourself in them. So I, I think Death Stranding will win. 
but that's just me voting like the, the community is voting. I want Sekiro to win. I'm going to go. It's actually really good in Modern Warfare, too. That's I what thinking. I was going to yeah. say. Mine's going to be a Modern Warfare, I but I think anything. From guns sound great. That's... I played a lot. I don't usually do this, but I played a lot of Modern Warfare with headphones on. Yeah, so did I. It just yeah. it sounded really freaking good. It, even in like the multiplayer, like for I didn't play a lot of it, but like I played mostly like the 2v2 mode. Mm-hmm. It's super useful. Yeah. Like uh, in the 2v2 mode, you catch people creeping up behind you mm-hmm. or even like you're kind of slowly walking around, but you hear like a guy walking on walking above a, a bridge above you. And- oh, yeah. And same with like in the campaign moments, like again, when you're breaching the house and you hear somebody like ran from one room yeah, in the footsteps yeah. and you hear them run into another and slam the door. And, and even just like the voice acting is people so crying behind the doors good and stuff. in, in modern warfare. It's, it's just ridiculous. Like audio design is always a really hard category for yeah. me to pick because so many of the year worth. You mean we're, audio, we're design, audio of design of the yeah, year. Yeah. But like, is it the best audio design of all of the year? I think so. I think it's. I think it was really fucking good. This is probably right. one of the it, tougher this categories. A, this is a hard for sure. category. Yeah, like I said, I the more I think about it, I I still I say control. I think we all think Death Stranding will win. Yeah, and then Ethan says Sekiro. You say Modern Mo- Warfare. Yeah, good to give Modern Warfare some love. I'm I'm glad somebody voted for it. Voted for them for the last one. <laughs> Did you for the for one of them? Yeah, action adventure game. Can't or, which you one don't even remember. remember. Yeah, which here. One it was. best community support. This Recognizing was hard. a game for outstanding community no, support. No, I know transparency. And responsiveness because there are these are some good choices for this category. Oh, yeah, because Mm -hmm. I mean, I follow somebody that plays Rainbow Six Siege and all their videos. They uh, they have, you know, nothing really bad to say about the community minus a few things, but that's for everything. Final Fantasy 14 has a great community. They've I don't know how many times they've adjusted stuff in quality of life because of what the community has said. Yeah, but Final Fantasy 14 was the one I picked. But I mean, Destiny Two. Ever since they they become I think their Destiny own two thing, will win. the develop team or whatever, they've become their own. Like Bungie went into yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they've been doing nothing but listen to their community and mm-hmm. trying to make the game that the people want in the end, even if it has taken them a little while. Yeah, and then we've. I mean, we. Well, out of the people that have put up with the most shit from their community and still go to their jobs every day, I think Destiny Two wins because sure, there were yeah. plenty of times where, like, again, through the years, just how much shit they were getting for choices that we found out were out of their control because now that they are by themselves, it, they're not having, they're crushing it. Yeah. Like yeah. they're just straight up fucking crushing but it. At the same time we've seen throughout the year with respawn and it's crazy dumb decisions with its loot loot boxes and stuff. They immediately turned around and fixed it because of the backlash. Yeah. But we also, they had that little bit of controversy where one of the community support people or one of the devs or something like literally got into a fight with someone on Reddit who oh, like, yeah. called true. some of these people dumbasses but and I think they also blah, blah, blah. I think they immediately That's like the opposite of good community support. They sure. rectified the situation. Yeah, and but, that's I mean, you can't help one guy just, you know, going off because he had a bad but day. But that to me says maybe they didn't have a strong enough community support team to be in there and be like, oh, we're in here t- talking to these people. We're the ones that are up front handling these conversations. I mean, that could have been they they've picked, all all they four picked one or all five guy. of these games have had issues. Sure. Obviously, and they've had moments where the community is in an uproar. Yes. Only Respawn had an article about a dev going off on one of these guys. It just has not happened with the other ones. I so, think Fortnite did have something like that. 
but I don't oh, know for sure. There's no I way. Don't, I, yeah. I don't know. You'd have heard about it. Fortnite was the biggest game in the world for like two years. I mean, but again, I don't remember so much about the the developer for Apex being that huge of a deal because they immediately were like, he does not represent how we feel and blah, blah, blah. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, it, I mean, but it, it was, happened. That's my only thing. Yeah, that's right. It did it's happen. a negative blemish. Where the others just don't have that. I think if we looked into the other ones, we would find something just as equally as... You would have had to look in because they would have been in our news or something. I think like that's we just one that it. you're remembering specifically. It's absolutely... <laughs> yeah, right, that. but you're, you're, I think we're forgetting other ones that are just as bad. That's where I think of the whole transparency and responsiveness where Respawn has had... Good and bad, but they've always been clear and transparent on Twitter and with their community. That's why I'm surprised you're not voting for Final Fantasy XIV with like the live letter stuff and just telling. That's, but that's not anything new. That's something they've oh, no, always I know, but it, done. Exactly. I mean, you could be community support but number the, like, one all the time. But the live letter, games. it's not. I mean, they do have their Q and A's with the mm-hmm. with what's his face, and but the live letters are more just like. I don't know. The live letters don't seem anything new. It seems just like a live patch notes update to yeah. me. Like, mm-hmm. but you're, I mean, you're right. That's I am picking 14. 14 is my pick. Yeah, I think they're going to win. And I think they deserve to win. But I, I kind of think Apex might win. Also, I don't, I don't know. That, that's how I'm torn between two. I think I want. Final so to Fantasy. recap, you and I voted for Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. yeah. Drew, you voting for Apex. Apex and think Apex will win? No, I think 14 is going to win. Oh, okay, gotcha. And then I think Destiny 2 will win. And then, Ethan, you said you think Apex will win. I do. I think it's going to win just because of how hot they've been doing and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I think Final Fantasy should should win. But I also think there's another category that Final Fantasy fits a little better. I can't wait to beat all of you in every one of these. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna crush it. We're always writing this down. We're all going to forget who we picked. I'll remember everything. Man. Remember it. Too much to write down. Remember, Tor, you come out take on top on, every time. I will take it on faith. That everyone will be honest. Uh-huh. Best family game for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. We've got Luigi's Mansion 3 from Next Level Games, Ring Fit Adventure from Nintendo, <laughs> Super Mario Maker 2 from Nintendo, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate from Nintendo, and Yoshi's Crafted World from Nintendo. Only Nintendo makes family games, apparently. They can't <laughs> lose. Super Mario Maker. Obviously, my pick. You're, you're picking Super Mario yep. Maker. I think it. I think it culminates the whole thing. You know, older people that played older Mario games that recognize those characters and those designs, they'll mm-hmm. have fun with that shit. Your kids can show you all the new Mario's and the new stuff and show you how to build. Levels. So you're picking them, and you think yep. they win? What about you? I'm picking Luigi's Mansion Three. Okay. Just because my whole time playing that game, I was like, man, I really want to play this with like another person. Man, you know, because I had a kid to play this with. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the Luigi stuff would have been fun with uh, another person. Mm-hmm. I think Smash Bros. Ultimate is going to win. You think it's going to win? I don't know. I don't think Smash is a family game. I don't. Yeah, either. Really, like that's. Yeah, that that's what kind of drew me. Like, I just don't know Yoshi's Crafted World. I don't know enough about. I'm with Ethan. I vote. I voted for, and I think Super Mario Maker Two will win. It's just so well rounded in the family category. Yeah, it's okay. a Mario game. That's a good point. People are yeah. making and sharing their own levels and stuff. I feel like that's. Yeah, if you want to create stuff, you can. Yeah, if you want to get into that, but otherwise, you could just play people's levels that they play. You yeah, know? I think that's. This is another weird category, yeah, a little bit. But I, I think that to me is the only one that really makes sense and it's really the only one that was big enough that laugh. also makes sense because like Ring Luigi fit wins <laughs> no fucking way 
Luigi's Mansion 3, I just don't know that I... We haven't heard... It's, it's a single... It came out and people it, were excited. It's a single player, more or less. Like, I get you have, you like... You come in and help, but yeah, I, I get, but yeah. it's... I mean, for the most part, it's a single I player. I'd almost rather just play it by myself, yeah, to be perfectly honest, like, but... I get the multiplayer fan, that's cool, but... I, mean, I just think it's one that like that was also a game that like came out it reviewed well people like it but I don't know that we're gonna be talking about it next year. No, definitely Whereas, like not. Mario Maker Two is going to continue to be like this thing where people oh check out this crazy new level people and just people are, stopped playing it's getting the updated. First people one. are still making yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> like when this one came out they were like yeah. oh I guess I ha- I can play the new one now. <laughs> so Ethan and I both say picking and winning Super Mario Maker Two. Drew says. You're picking Ante that Luigi's Mansion 3 wins. Was that correct? No, I picked it. Oh, you picked Super Smash Bros. Yeah. Because I think for as competitive as Smash Bros is, it's still just like Thanksgiving or anything like that. And you want to play a game with like your family and everything. Smash Bros doesn't have like a hard learning curve. You know, you could just go and you can go. Neither does Mario Maker 2. You're right. But I mean, you could could throw it on and you could have like eight people on a match instantly already and just have kind of crazy fun time as someone who hates most of my family i guess it's just hard to put yeah. my finger on the pulse i think if you have eight game people genre. in your family you have so many problems that you need to address <laughs> other than what That's is just the seven best. other issues God. sitting next to me like y'all should have stopped next up is the fighting game genre for the best game designed yeah, primarily around yeah, head-to-head just, combat there we go dead or alive six from team ninja Jump Force from Spike Chunsoft. I just can't believe Mortal that Kombat 11 from NetherRealm. How dare you? Samurai Showdown from SNK and <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Ultimate from Nintendo. Yeah, I wonder. This is a clear yeah. I voted for, and Smash is going to win. Yeah, like, it's, it's. I think we're no all contest. Like, Everyone, it really, we're all. That's what we picked. It. That's what we think is going to win. All three of us. Uh, yep, easy one. Yeah, I don't know. Mortal Kombat 11. That's the uh, only thing. That's I the think only has one. A it's a kind of a kink. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think Smash, it, if it had come out in any year that didn't have Smash Ultimate, that would have been the one that wins. Next, fresh indie game presented by Subway. Subway. Recognizing a new independent studio that released its first game in 2019. We got Zaum. Oh, sorry, the studio. Oh, so you're, we're voting for the studio here, not necessarily the game. Yes. Uh, this is Zaum who did Disco Elysium, which I really want to play. Uh, I have that one installed as well. We've got Nomada Studio for Greece. We've got... Dead Toast Entertainment for my friend Pedro. We've got Mobius Digital for the Outer Wilds. We've got uh, Mega Crit, who made Slay the Spire, and House House, who made Untitled Goose Game. Uh, (laughs) Subway. Forget that guy we hired. Subway. (laughs) House House is clearly winning this. Uh, Yeah. That's what I voted for. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's what I thought. It would be close. I think... I don't think enough people played Outer Wilds, but from what I understand, like from the people that have played it, that actually loved it, seems it, loved like a it. game. Yeah, where it's just like I literally. It think wasn't for me, but like I can get why people like it. Yeah. I think there are literally more people that bought Outer Wilds thinking it was the Outer Worlds <laughs> than there are people that actually bought it to play it. But well, it also came me. out on Games Pass. No, yeah, Untitled Goose Game definitely. I will say maybe Gris. But I just I, I really like that, that game is I've never I really heard just of it. like that art cover. Oh, and I do. Yeah, I think there's more to it than in than I, like. <laughs> I want to see what's going on there. So I wish that Zaum would win just because Disco Elysium. From everything I've heard about it, it's it's cool that they kind of came up even, out of nowhere I don't and even know what kind of game that is. It's so like it, an over the top RPG. kind of like similar like to the old, like the old school Fallout's. Sounds like yeah. a dance game. No, you play a drunk detective who dances. No, he's just disco? like a, he's this, like a bad cop. 
Yeah, isn't this also one that gives you just like a whole lot of choices of how you want? Yeah, to... like it's like a just a ass packed RPG. Like there's so much to do in this game as far as conversation options and how to go about completing tasks and everything. Like it is a true two form RPG. Did anybody play my friend Pedro? Like we saw I did. that. Uh, I played it on Switch for a little bit. It, honestly, once I started playing it, it was not as fun as I thought it was going to be. Eh, can't win them all, I guess. Yeah. And then I don't know anything about for Slay the Spire, but it looks like a it looks like a, some got some hearts, some Zelda stuff. See going, some hearts, some Zelda stuff going on there. I don't know. Yeah. So are, are we all kind of in agreement? And and House House probably the ones to win. Yeah, definitely. Unless one of these other games is just completely like. No, because great it, and amazing that I don't know about. I don't know that. Like I said, I I don't know that enough people played Outer Wilds for that to win. I know that not a pe- enough people played Disco Elysium, but I think that would win, and that's my pick. Yeah, House House. That was a fucking meme for a while, instantly, and for a while. What yeah. the goose game? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Like so people, many people bought that game yeah. because of the jokes and everything. Like, it was that's, so cute and yeah. simple. And all right, what do we what do we got next? Game direction. Awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Oh, well, obviously, fucking come on. We've got Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil Two, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, and Outer Wilds. Obviously, Sekiro's going to win. I mean, it's not- <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, this was this was basically written out for Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah. Come on. That word, creative vision and innovation in game direction, was designed design. for Kojima. Yes, this is the like clearly. Unlike anything else that came out this year, let's call it the Kojima category. Which game represents <laughs> the most type of game What's Kojima the most would make? Kojima game in this <laughs> list, uh, definitely Death Stranding. Definitely the game Kojima made. I think, which is tough. If it wasn't Death Stranding, Control easily yeah. would have been the one. Control yeah. so fucking good. Yeah. And as much as I hype up Sekiro, there's not much you know innovation with that one. It's it's mostly they've just done a slightly different type of gameplay than the Dark Souls. With yeah, the exactly. Parry. Yeah. So, yeah, there's not much new in there. But Are you actually picking Sh- Sekiro no. for it? No. What, what's your pick? Death Stranding. Death Stranding. And so, for yourself, and you think yep. Death Stranding will win? Yep. What about it you, encapsul- Drew? I want control, but it's going to be Death Stranding. Okay. I'm picking Death Stranding, and, and I think that'll yeah. be the clear winner for that one. That's an easy category. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of is. Yeah. Next, we got Games for Impact. For a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. Huh. We, we have Concrete Genie from Pixel Opus. We've got Gris from Nomada Studio. Kind Words from Pop Cannibal. Life is Strange 2 from Don't Nod. And Sea of Solitude by Joe May Games. Now, I feel like somebody's missing from this category that should be in here. What? Death Stranding! Oh, wow. Yeah, that's kind of weird. For a thought-provoking game with a yeah, pro-social meaning, yeah. you literally the can't whole- <laughs> do negativity in, in Death Stranding. The whole point of the game is to, re- connect, to be nice society. to people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. I, when I saw this category and I didn't see on there, I immediately was like, wait, I can't It's pick- probably just because it's one where it would have been too easy to win and they yeah, want to like highlight one I of the guess. smaller studios. Um, I haven't played any of these other games, so I can't really speak for this. I voted for Concrete Genie. I don't know who would win. I honestly had not even heard of Kind Words. I forgot Sea of Solitude came out. It's one that I really like the trailer for. If I had but to I pick one, it. I guess it would be Life is Strange too, because that's the most well-known. I don't know. Or Concrete Genie, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I just picked Concrete Genie because that's the one you played. I don't really know anything else about all these other games. I think Gris was supposed to be pretty impactful. I think my pick was Concrete Genie, but I think Life is Strange 2 might win. But only because, yeah, I don't know anything about the other three games. So tough category. Pulling for Concrete Genie. Next, we got Best Independent Game for Outstanding Creative and Technical Achievement in a Game Made Outside the Traditional Publisher System. 
We've got Baba Is You from Hempuli. Hempuli? Hempuli? Something like that. Disco Elysium. Katana Zero from ASCII Soft. Outer Wilds from Mobius Digital. And Untitled Goose Game from House House. I, I, I want it to be Disco Elysium. Because just like you're saying, like, it, you know, it's it's a true over-the-top RPG that just gives you so many options on what to do. When it's one of those that's so big that you think a AAA made it. Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy that a smaller indie team designed this game. But yeah, that's like, my pick. I think Baba Is You is going to win. I don't know anything about Baba Is You. I, was I kinda, don't either, I just, but I hear it talked about a lot. <laughs> really? I was kind of stuck between Disco Elysium and Outer Wilds. Because even though as much as Outer Wilds wasn't for me, like I, I respect its design and what mm-hmm. it and what it did. Yeah, and you know, f- fucking Andy Cortez loved the shit out of that game. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, this yeah is a I'm going to stick with Disco Elysium though, for both. Okay, Ethan, are you abstaining from this category? Goose game, goose game, goose game, going. Y- your pick and uh, and who you think's going to win? Yeah. All right. Next, we got multiplayer game for outstanding this was the ca- online this multiplayer was the category gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform. Oh, shit. Apex I Legends. S- I see the Division 2 on there. Borderlands Damn 3, it. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Tetris 99, and Tom Clancy's The Division 2. Fuck. I'm Dark saying... Dark Horse just rode into my stable, and I don't even know. I got to say Apex. Yeah, I yeah. think that's my pick and who I think is going to win. But I think Apex is going to win, but I want it to be Tetris 99. Really? Yeah. I thought there was something to Tetris 99 because of how multiplayer it is. There's just a lot more people you can be playing with than like these other games. Yeah. There's 98 other people. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's your pick? Well, uh, no, my pick is... Uh, Are we all Apex? I think so. I, that's the one I think is going to win, For but I want Tetris game? 99 to win. If, okay. Since Fortnite and everything else isn't up there, yeah, I think Apex is going to win. Best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. We've got A Plague Tale Innocence from Asabo. we got Control, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, and The Outer Worlds. For narrative, I'm going Control. The world building and the storytelling in that game... So all weird the and good, and yeah. everything. All the little notes you pick up and everything. Yeah, it's just it's so dense, and it's weird too because Death Stranding I think is could win this one, and only reason that maybe I'm not picking is because I'm still only in chapter three. Yeah, like I, I'm yeah, that's I'm looking at control with something where I, I understand the full package. I, I get what happened and can tell somebody what this game is about. Yeah. Whereas Death Stranding, I don't have quite that same grip on the story. So maybe by the time I'm done with it, I could be like, oh, fuck, yeah, it should have been Death Stranding. Mm. So I think probably Death Stranding will win, but I, I, yeah, I got to pick Control again. Yeah, I agree with you. So yeah, I, I want Control to win, but I think Death Stranding, I, especially by what Ethan was saying earlier, how like people are like at the beginning of the game, they're like, oh, it's all right. But by the end of it, they're like, damn. Yeah. You know, I think that Death Stranding will win. Control's just one that it just ticks so many of my boxes. I, I, it's one of those I almost can't explain why it's such like my perfect game. <laughs> and I, I don't I don't argue that all that stuff is there. I just think it's one of those things that people, again, in the mass mob mentality are going to overlook. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, like I said, Control's one of those games where like, not a whole lot of people played it. I mean, I haven't played any of these games. So the only one I can really <laughs> even say is Death Stranding. But uh, a lot of the narrative is actually hidden from you mm-hmm. unless you actually look into it. Yeah. Nothing's really explained much other than like, well, it's kind of similar in control. Like a, oh, lot, okay. a lot of the narrative is in these like papers you pick up around or like radio shows. You then discover it because I mean, there's millions of emails and shit. Yeah, like, exactly. In so control, many, you literally so can spend many. half the amount of time you're playing the game in the menus. Yeah. Just reading, which can be bad for some people, but 
I think Control or Death Stranding would probably win, but I I could see why a Plague Tale and the Outer Worlds could come out of nowhere. I was thinking about the Outer Worlds, but the Outer Worlds doesn't really do anything different to tell their story. And I don't know that. So like that an outstanding means, storytelling. Yeah. Like, I, I think Control has outstanding storytelling. Mm, and in, so does Death Stranding. And it's lore and everything, but I, I think Death Stranding, as far as, like, well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, That's what I'm saying. They hold a lot back. It's not, like you said, it could be easily one where a Plague Tale or Disco Elysium. Because I've heard some in. good stuff about a Plague Tale. Like, yeah, me too. Yeah. And that's Wait, been on my list for a while. On and, uh, you have like Xbox rap, you have like or PlayStation? Or it's on everything, I think. Okay. Except for Switch, of course. Yeah, and then, yeah. uh, yeah, Disco Elysium, I, I think that's the dark horse, I think. That could be the one that comes in. And yeah, this is the is. category I think we need to really look at. Next, we've got ongoing game awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. 14 hands down. Apex Legends, Easy. Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. It's basically just a copy paste of the community. Yeah. One. yeah. Best ongoing game you, you pick in 14? Hell yes. It's the longest game out of all of them, and they have... I mean, they've just been going upwards, especially with their most recent. Yeah, I remember expansion. people talking about 14 even like, when the first Destiny came Shadow out. Shadowbringers fucking just blew it out. As far as ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time, I almost think Fortnite could win this one. Really? Because they are like constantly adding. Yeah, like my things. pick would be 14. But I could see Fortnite being the one that yep. they, they choose. I see what you mean. I could also see honestly, Chapter 2 was such a big deal. I could and see just, Rainbow Six Siege coming in there out of nowhere and just doing it. Yeah, I just don't they know enough about constant, Siege. They have constant updates and stuff. I mean, and they're always doing special events and everything. Yeah, yeah especially Rainbow Six. They do shit for every like two weeks. I'm thinking just because I don't see anywhere else that Fortnite is necessarily going to pull off a win that they might grab ongoing. The more I think about it, I think Fortnite's like a shoe in. Yeah. I think 14. It's just too big of a game. It's just... Too many crossovers with right. different like yeah. Well, yeah, they just had the Star Wars one. Yeah, like and there's just always like some goofy new update when throwing launch pads in here or whatever the fuck. Like well, they just changed or whatever. Whole, they, yeah, chapter two just started the whole game for season two, which exactly. is impressive on its well, own. Chapter two, they've had multiple seasons of Fortnite already. I thought they called this one season no, it's, two. Also, they just it's called, called it Fortnite two, chapter two, or is it chapter two? Yeah. Okay, because they've had a ton of season passes already. They were they invented the battle. No, I know pass. that, but I swear every time I look <laughs> it up, it's season two. I'm going to pick Apex, but I think it's going to be 14. Next up, we've got Best Performance awarded to an individual for voice over acting, motion, and or performance capture. This is a loaded category. We've got Ashley Birch as Pravardi Holcomb from The Outer Worlds. We've got Courtney Hope, my girl, as Jesse Faden in Control. Laura Bailey as Kate Diaz in Gears 5. We've got Mads Mickelson as Cliff in Death Stranding. We've got my boy Matthew Peretta as Dr. Casper Darling in Control. And we've got Norman Reedus as Sam Porter Bridges in Death Stranding. This is such a hard one. I think it's going to be Mads Mickelson. Yeah. I I think his, his I name think so is going to draw enough people towards him. And out of all of these people, he's the best actor. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, he's the most well known, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think I unvoted and like went back and changed it when I actually picked it. I think the one I settled on was Matthew Peretta because like his he character so in, control. Good in control is just ridiculous. And like his range is crazy. Mm -hmm. And you can totally just like see his progression into like how stressed he is throughout the whole game. And, and it's further as you go. And you have that just really so many great moments where he's got it turned on for a second while he's doing the video. And yeah. then you see like even a twitch or like he looks off camera, like something else that's happening like that like micro expressions just the way he like you can yeah like you can read 
something's wrong, like underneath. And all then of even this. then, you get that really fucking weird Easter egg with him and doing the music video. Oh, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's definitely my pick. The more and more I think about it, keep forgetting how hot Laura Bailey is. <laughs> but Mads Mikkelsen, I think, is a a shoe in for sure. Like I, um, I think Norman Reedus just kind of calls it in too much. It's too much. Just more it in. Thank you. I mean, I guess calling it's, it in. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's just it's too much. Just this is just more Daryl. Well, and it's his character, too. I mean, yeah. that's part of it. Like he's Sam's disconnected and like he's. Uh, yeah, I get it. He, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like, yeah, what I said was true. He just feels like he's just doing more Daryl. Yeah, which is fine. People like Daryl, but is Mads just doing more Mads? Oh, he's just being Mads Mickelson like he always is. Is he just doing Hannibal? Kind of. Actually, the more I think about it, a little yeah. bit, he is kind of just that gruff. I just think he wins because of the star nature of it, and like that, it would be cool to see them vote for like literally anyone but the two big Hollywood stars. I don't know. The stuff later on in the game with Mads is really like heartfelt, though. Mm. Spoiler, but <laughs> no, I I don't know. I'm stuck between Ashley Birch and Matthew Peretta because, like I was saying earlier. I just fell in love with Pavardi as a character oh, in the yeah, outer like, world. She's, like, yeah, she's awesome. Even in just the little, the few hours I've played. Yeah, she's she is great. Really, really good. And just like the way she acted or just really bonded you to the character, mm. you know? And like I said earlier, it made me really want to finish her character quest. Yeah. And she's so good too, where it's like, I forget that it's Ashley Birch playing that character, uh-huh. which I think that says a lot. Like yeah, when exactly. A, when you really believe this person that. Fall into Pavardi, a character. Yeah. yeah, exactly. When you hear her speak, you're not imagining quirky little Ashley Birch like behind that. Yeah, character. yeah. Uh-huh. Whereas Mads, it's obviously like these other people. You you see them, they they just feel like you know the characters they tend to play. Yeah, already. That's why I like Matthew Peretta as, as Casper Darling because. I don't know who that guy is, but like he will always be Dr. Casper Darling to me. Yeah, he was just that's why I'm just stuck between the two. Like, I I think I'm going to go Ashley Birch, to be honest. But like Matthew Peretta is definitely up there with a close number two. But yeah, I think Mads Mikkelsen will probably win it. So all three of us think Mads gets it. Role playing game for the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experience. Obviously, it's going to be Kingdom Hearts 3, y'all. Obviously, it's gonna be Kingdom Hearts three, man. Doesn't fit into any of the things that you just described. What are you talking about? It's totally rich character customization and progression, including literally MMO no character customization. Man, well, you that's can, not you true. You get new keyblades. You swap your keyblade. No. <laughs> put put your different keyblade on there. No. You like the Toy Story hammer? <laughs> it's a drill. Too. Uh, I want it to be the Outer Worlds. I think Disco Elysium is going to win. Because I, from what I've just heard about Disco Elysium, it just feels like next level stuff. That I just don't know how many people played it. Exactly. it that's true. Because I heard yeah. about it kind of late, but it is one of those Compared games that like, the people the that have talked about four. it, it's like 9 out of 10. Yeah. Compared to, exactly. That, if I had this to, is a tough one If for sure. I had to pick, I would, every time I, I read the category and I look at the, the options, I say Monster Hunter. But that's I don't true. know that's if a big specifically game. Iceborne, like that new expansion. Yeah, because remember, this isn't Monster Hunter World Worlds. proper, but yeah. it's the, uh, the um, expansions. Because there, I mean, there is so much customization. There is so much stuff you can do with other people. It's like the group hunts and shit. And it's another one where they're doing like cross promotion events. But, you know, like they did with The Witcher and currently Resident Evil 2. 14 is also a really good RPG. Yeah, my pick is Disco Elysium. I think 14 will win. I think I think I'm just going to pick 14 because I I really think they're going to win mm-hmm. with uh, if it you know, if it was if it was massive multiplayer RPG, obviously it would win easily, but with you bringing other stuff, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think 14. Score and music for outstanding music inclusive of score 
original song and or licensed soundtrack. We got Cadence of Hyrule from Brace Yourself Games, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry 5, Kingdom Hearts 3, and Sayonara Wild Hearts. Death Stranding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this one incorporates Death Stranding better than like, what was the other one? Audio? The Hideo Kojima game category? No, it was, I think it was oh, audio, audio design. Audio, audio design. Because this one, like the soundtrack is the good yeah. thing that I think of when mm. I think of Death Stranding. Not necessarily the sound design or mm. the audio design. It's the soundtrack and yeah. the songs that come with it. Yeah. So. Sports racing game for the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing game. Crash Team Night Racing Nitro Fueled Dirt Rally 2.0 eFootball Pro Evolution Soccer 20. What the fuck? eFootball? Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. F1 2019 or FIFA 20. How can you compare racing games versus sports games together? Because there weren't enough of that were like I get so racing gotta, can be a sport, but like smoosh them together. You wouldn't like rate these games on the same thing in my opinion well it doesn't matter because crash team racing is gonna win probably and yeah. it's my pick as or well. fifa yeah. no would, fuck fifa <laughs> people are so down on like fifa and all the microtransactions and stuff fuck them yeah crash team TTR, racing bro. i want to win and i think it's gonna win it's let just, it be known i said fifa might win people wanted ctr for years <gasps> they got it they got it they, they crushed it, it was awesome it's true. yeah people talking about it it's it's light and cute but also has a really deep hey look at him he's wearing a you know learning curve yeah. semester it gets hard man next strategy game Best game focused on real-time or turn-based strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. We've got Age of Wonders, Planetfall, Anno 1800, Fire Emblem, Three Houses, Total War, Three Kingdoms, <laughs> Tropico 6, and Wargroove. Fire Emblem is my pick. Fire Emblem will win. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I don't know any of those yeah, fucking things. I've heard... I know Anno is pretty popular... Well, I know Tropico is pretty popular. Total War is pretty popular. I don't know about the other two. I've heard good things about Wargroove. Wargroove, it's kind of like almost advanced wars-ish. Mm, okay. Yeah, but you're able to... It does have a story, but you're also able to go online and, and battle other people. Gotcha. Yeah, I think Fire Emblem's the core winner here. Yeah. Like I, That game, it, it's got the most recognition. Cetera, huge ratings, most recognition. A lot of new people got brought into Fire Emblem because of how well the Switch is doing right now. And yeah. This is a first-party game. Yeah, I think that's a, a duh. Yeah. And then I believe VRAR game is our final category for the best game experience, playable in virtual or augmented reality, irrespective of platform. We've got Asgard's Wrath, Blood and Truth, Beat Saber, No Man's Sky, and Trover Saves the Universe from Squanch Games. I just want to say Squanch. Squanch. Um, this need one's to, tough. Need to bring back Squanchy. My well, we don't pick. know what happens to him after the end. Of- That's what I'm saying. He needs to come back. <laughs> I would say my pick is. No Man's Sky, but I think Beat Saber will win. So that was my pick was Beat Saber. Yeah, Beat Saber all around. I think. Yeah, a, I'm Beat Saber great, for both of them. I love great Beat Saber VR game. I've played Trover Saves the Universe. I think. Didn't I play it at your house? I think I did. No, I don't. No, he doesn't it. have it. I have it. It would have been over here. And you haven't played it yet. I've definitely played that game. I believe you. I'm saying you probably you might have played over here one day. I don't think you have. You wouldn't have played it in no, VR though if you did. Here, but yeah, I remember specific stuff about playing that. Don't know. Yeah, I mean, Do you watch a stream of it. No, I no? played it because no, no. I remember like certain parts and I remember beating it at the end. And I was like, that was dumb. Are you not mixing it up with the other one that Is they there did? Another one, Accounting well, they, Plus. Accounting Plus was that one that where, might be it. Did yeah, I play that yours? Yeah, you oh, would have played I, that at my house. I think yeah, that might have been it. Yeah, you thought like because it's the same thing where yeah, uh, yeah, Justin yeah. Rowland is it talking is. to you. Yeah, and, yeah. Then no, I guess I haven't played Trevor Sanger. I forgot they did like they the one with the three, the level with the kids. They're all like, oh, you're not. 
You're such a wuss. I remember the one where it's like the trunk or something. There's like a tree trunk and it's like a seed or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Was that Accounting Plus? Yeah, I can't remember. That game was so fucking weird. weird. It's so funny. Uh, Yeah, yeah, then I don't know anything about Trover. I still say Beat Saber. Trover, it's fun for like the first hour and a half, two hours, but it gets kind of boring and repetitive. That's what I remember being about Accounting Plus. Well, luckily, it's only like an hour or two, and then like by the time you're getting bored with it, it's over. Yeah, I don't know what the capabilities of No Man's Sky are in VR right now. So I've heard it's great. The entire experience of No Man's Sky with all of the updates Mm -hmm. and changes that they've made, plus the Online component yeah. in VR, yeah, <laughs> which was a game where it came out and everyone's like, "Oh man, it's gonna be so cool if they ever make a VR mode." And then they did it, and it was a free update. Yeah, yeah. and it's a game that you can get for like twenty bucks now because of how, like it's been out for so long. How bad it was in the beginning? Well, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't what people thought it was gonna be. Yeah. No, uh, probably beats it. Sean Murray lied to us. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe No Man's Sky does win. And it's just it's so hard to say with it next to Beat Saber. Yeah, like Beat Saber is definitely Beat Saber is what made me want to get a VR unit. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I'm still sad I haven't played Blood and Truth yet. I really want to. Yeah, me too. I had the demo downloaded, but I never fucking played it. I yeah, should download it. I think it's even on sale right now for like twenty bucks or something. Yeah, I think 20, I'm gonna twenty five maybe. Well guys. Is that it? No more. That is our final game, I believe. Yeah. For the game awards. Uh twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, yeah. So don't forget you guys, if you want to, you can go to thegameawards.com to vote as well. I think you can also do it on Twitter or just through Google if you just search it. Yeah, uh, I think it was then, like TGA Awards. Yeah, yeah and I, just actual, searched, I just searched the Game Awards 2019. Yeah. It popped up. Then I know the Game Awards airs on December 12th. 12th. I don't know what time. You'll have to do some fucking research like yourself. Lazy fucks. Come on. Come on. We don't got to do everything like, for you. are probably looking Pacific at a fucking cell phone right now. You fucking. Just search it. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. You're not a fuck. I love you guys. We love you. That's episode 26 of the Absent Minded Podcast. On the 26th of November. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving. Whenever you, you hear when this, you, yeah, we'll, when you hear we'll this, be one day late. You know, but enjoy your families. Eat your foods. Yeah. Take your big naps. While you're, while you're going your, uh, full and go on your leftovers. walk, quote unquote, before you, uh, yeah. Before yeah, you take eat. That, take take that, that long walk oh, where yeah. you air out. Come back high as balls. And yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. In case you didn't know what we were talking about. Talking about smoke weed. And we're also <laughs> talking about absentmindedpodcast.com where you can go to find all of our previous episodes of the show as well as absentminded watches. Don't forget, we got Alone in the Dark coming up next week. You'll be able to watch that, watch, blah, 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 listen to that on Tuesday. Like the Tuesday after this episode hits your ears. So don't miss that one. And what we got after that? Don't we have, is it Doom? I think that's what you said. Is Doom right after? I think so. Fuck yeah! Sure. I'm excited. Which, which I'm for, well, I don't know if excited is the right word, but I'm interested. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm anxious I to watch love Doom. Doom Rock is like. <laughs> I was about to. This was like his third or fourth movie, wasn't it? Oh, I can't remember, but it's fucking gold. It was early on. He's small. He is. He, he is, is small. He's like he's like trim fit because he's still like that bulky like muscular guy but yeah, yeah he's like he's not, not a fucking superhero yeah, yet, he's like not uh, else fast into. and furious yet yeah. <laughs> yeah don't forget guys we need you to go to itunes and subscribe and leave a review over there even if you listen on another platform even if you fucking hate itunes like me it really helps it really out. helps if you go to itunes leave that review send the link to your friends send them over to absentmindpodcast.com maybe there's a platform they love like again any of the other ones that aren't apple podcasts or itunes we will see you you will hear us next week. Yep. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Turkeys. Turkey call. <laughs>